Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, what's happening? Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast. Uh, might have hit the hay hard there, but that's okay. It goes right into your ears. That's fine. I'm burying the red. I'm burying the goddamn needle, but that's okay. We'll normalize this. We'll compress it later. That's how I handle my business. I know how to do these things. I don't want to do these things. I want to just talk. I just want to go ahead and yammer. And by the way, here's another reason you need a producer, not just to go ahead and normalize and compress. Uh, and not in that order. First you compress and then you normalize. That's what I learned. That's the piece of paper I have from a stripper told me. Literally a stripper told me how to record this show. I couldn't be less accomplished. I had to have a stripper come and go do this and this and this. Now, in addition to being a stripper, she was also a producer at several major radio stations, which is totally fine. But uh, but I like to mention the stripper part first. So then everybody goes, what the fuck? You learned from a stripper? And I'm like, yeah, man. Sex workers know what's up. If, if there's, you know, look, if there, this, look at a microphone, it's inherently a cock. Who's going to know their way around a cylindrical object that you put your mouth on any more than a goddamn stripper? Uh, I guess a prostitute. All right, fine. Or whomever, or somebody who loves cock. I don't want to be a pigeonholing guy. I'm not saying that sex workers are the only people who should teach you about your goddamn podcast, but I'm saying give them a fucking shot. Man, everybody's looking for work these days. Go ahead and find a sex worker. Go to an OnlyFans and go, you know what? Oh my God, do I like that backdoor burger shot? It's fantastic. Let me ask you this. Do you know anything about audacity? That's what you do. And they're going to go, I know about your audacity mentioning up my backdoor burger shot without paying for my fucking OnlyFans. And you're going to go, oh, oh, this is a marriage made in uh, the Internet. I don't know, because I don't want to say heaven, because just in case there's somebody who doesn't like Jesus, because that's another thing that happens with strippers or prostitutes or anybody. You approach them and because that's you can't talk anymore. You can't say anything. Uh, and I'm not one of these guys who's like, boo-hoo, cancel. I don't give a fuck about that. I'm just saying uh, I try to do my best to take care of everybody. That's what I'm saying. I'm a good person. That's what I'll say to you right now. I'm, I'm not this, you know what? I'm not this goddamn walking bear trap you all think me to be. Like you're going to come close to me and eventually you're going to wind up getting pierced with some sort of metallic spikes. No, 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 no. Uh, if anything, I'm more of a, you know what I am? I'm a human loofah. I will, I will just scrub you up and fe- leave you feeling smooth and nice. You'll be taking a hot shower. You'll just put your hand inside me and then rub me all over your body. Look at us having fun. Let's do it live. Give me the fucking loofah, Bill O'Reilly. Uh, but instead... I could also be a bear trap. I'm sure I'm a guy that everybody's like, oh, my God, this guy's scary. And it's like, ah, who thinks I'm scary? Nobody really. 
There's nobody out there who really thinks that I'm scary anymore. Maybe 10 years ago, people were like, what the fuck is with this guy? Uh, but now everybody's like, look at that fucking pile of goo. Look at that guy who just doesn't know anything about anything anymore. That guy who's, who's uh, eminently toothless in every part of his life except for the two hours he's in front of a microphone once a fucking week. Remember him when he used to go out and do clubs, cock of the walk? going back and forth, middling act, going ahead and inserting himself ahead of headliners that he never wanted to challenge, and that's why they brought him on the road, because he was safe, because <laughs> he never pushed the envelope or tried to bury the headliner, because he was just content getting his fucking $600. That's all I wanted. I wanted to go on the road and make my $600. That was it. Unless I was in Vegas, I made my $1,000. But if I'm on the road, I'm making my $600 as a middle act and hanging out with my friends. You know what? If you told me I could make $600 a week and hang out with my friends fucking forever, that's, I, would, I wouldn't aspire to anything fucking more than that. 600 bucks a week? I'd be a fucking king. What the fuck do I need besides nothing? I'm not going to have a kid ever. What am I buying? Russian nesting dolls? Fuck that. You know what? I just made a purchase this week, and it was my first indulgent purchase I've made since goddamn March. and, And look. Clearly, you're going to go, well, Mike, what about when you bought a fucking $30 pizza or whatever the fuck? Yes, I know. Food shouldn't count. But I mean... Well, also, it should count because this is also the next indulgent purchase. Whatever the fuck. Uh, I bought weird chips. Like, now I buy weird chips at the grocery store all the time. I'll buy one or two bags because I'll be like, oh, delicious weird chips. But I actually sought out weird chips that I saw, and I ordered them from Amazon, and I had them delivered to me. And unfortunately, I couldn't buy one bag. I had to buy three. So now I have three bags of weird chips here. And I know what you're thinking. Mike, uh, is there any way you could back away from the microphone so we don't hear your heart explode right there in your goddamn throat? And I think you're right. I think eventually I'm going to die. Perhaps on the air? And I don't know who I can arrange it with to go ahead and release the fucking final episode, as I've said, because our stripper friend is now also our, our invalid friend. Isn't that a cross-section that you never want to have? Nobody wants to have an invalid friend who's also a stripper friend, and you certainly don't want to have a stripper friend who's almost an invalid friend. Uh, because poor Lily is trying to sit out in the hot tub now, and she's got to wear masks. And I know you're thinking to yourself, you know what? big-titted woman in a fucking hot tub with a mask on. I am on board. Yes, unfortunately, uh, she can't support her weight. She can't stand up. She can't kneel. She's got a bad hip. Uh, I think she's blind in one eye still. Jesus Christ. She sounds like It sounds like one of the punchlines to a joke. Literally, where it would be like, uh, like a rabbi, a priest, and a stripper with one eye and a bad hip walk into a bar. Well, at least two of them did. She actually fell down outside. You know, I mean, what else do you say? Uh, but she was, God, I miss her. You know what? She was such a great producer for the show. And I'll tell you what, here's why I miss her. Cause I was, I was starting to say, there's a reason you need to have a producer for your show. And, uh, one of the reasons is, uh, you know, like I said, I push buttons and I talk and I normalize, I compress, I know how to do all those things. I, I plug in the theme song in the beginning. I plug in the closing song at the end. Uh, I fade, I do a fade sometimes at the end. So it fades out while I'm talking into the closing theme song. Uh, th- this is the extent of my technical knowledge, but he's truthfully, uh, there's something I never even considered, but I'm, I'm sitting here getting ready to record, right? And by the way, I should tell you this. Yes, I'm late. I understand that. I promised last week I'd be going Thursdays. Uh, it, it's just, um, you know, when, you, when you're trapped. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah trapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Bruce Springsteen with Trapped. Uh, that's Bruce. That's my Bruce impression. What? <laughs> uh, what if Clarence ran and kissed me right now? The ghost of Clarence Clemens. I would. I, you know what? I gotta be honest. If the ghost of Clarence Clemens came in right now and kissed me, I'd slip in the tongue. I'm not even fucking around. I jump the fence for a ghostly Clarence. I, I fucking do that immediately. You wanna? You wanna put those lips around a saxophone? I got something you can wrap your lips around, Clarence. Let's fucking do this. Let us go ahead and jump the fence together, you and I. I, I will enter your ghostly ass and not even think twice. Why am I the driver? Why don't I let Clarence use me? 
You can use me and like, you know what? I'll let Bill Withers use me. Maybe Bill Withers and Clarence both. I get spit roasted by ghostly Bill Withers and ghostly Clarence Clemens. Now, look, if you're alive, I want no part of you. No offense. Unless you're Tom Hardy or somebody like that, if we've talked about it, maybe a Brad Pitt. That's fine. All that fence jumping is, is that's all speculative. However, if ghosts arrive with sexual intent, I might have to go ahead and give it up. I give it up for a ghostly Clemens. I give it up for a ghostly Withers. I give it up for both of them at the same time. I, I never, ever considered that I would be spit roasted by ghosts. Uh, spit ghosted? Are we going to call that spit ghosted? I think we are. You're fucking a right we are. God damn, I'm a genius. Uh, I'm calling it spit ghosted. And I would absolutely get spit ghosted. I let, and I let Clemens and Bill, and they can flip a ghostly coin and figure out who gets which end. That's up to them. But I got to warn you. I, well, I don't even warn you. I, I throw this out there right now. If you're out there in the ether, ghostly Clarence, ghostly Withers, if the two of you are out there listening to this and deciding right now, I know the coin flip's going to subtle it, but if you're deciding if you have a preference, I'm all mouth. I, I have had, there's I literally, I have, I, I don't know anything about, uh, the backyard. I don't know how that's going to respond. I don't know if that's a good fit for anybody because it's never been in play. So, uh, well, not, you know, not for that kind of thing. Certainly maybe some other things. Well, you, let's not talk about that anyway. Uh, but I'm going to throw that out there. I'm, I'm, I'm all mouth. So, I mean, if you're, if you're out there, ghostly Clarence and you're out there, ghostly Bill Withers, and you're deciding what to do, certainly bring your ghostly quarter to flip it. Uh, but have a preference. And I'm going to tell you right now, uh, uh, the mouth is probably what you want to win. You, you should, you know what? And I think if you flip that coin, uh, nobody gets to call it in the air. Nobody gets to call it in there because here's the deal. If you call tails, clearly we know what you're interested in. Clearly. So if you just want tails, you should just say to the other guy, hey man, I want tails. And then it's like, fucking put that ghostly quarter away. But I will tell you this. If the two of you rail the fuck out of me and I get spit ghosted by you two, you better hand me that goddamn ghostly quarter for a keepsake afterwards. Because on one side, it's going to be like the cover of Born to Run with like Clarence leaning on Bruce. And the other side is just Bill Withers on Soul Train crooning. Look at him looking like a skinny Teddy Pendergrass after he was in that fucking car accident and wound up in a goddamn wheelchair, which is why I didn't offer myself up to a ghostly Teddy Pendergrass because he's fucking paralyzed, which is totally true. There's no way. Look, don't tell me that Teddy Pendergrass went to fucking heaven or wherever the fuck. And they were like, hey, buddy, you can walk now. And he's like, all right, that's beautiful. And, and no, no, no. He's in a fucking wheelchair. You don't get to fix yourself when you go up there or you got to pay some kind of penance or there's some bullshit you got to do. That's why I talked about it. I don't want to give my fucking organs away. Like I want to be an organ donor on my driver's license. I don't fucking think so because I'm going to get to heaven and they go, hey, man, you got your liver. I'm going to go, I don't fucking know. It might be in some kid by now. And they're going to go, oh, I can't come in, buddy. We need you to be a you need a full slate. And I'll be like, God damn it. So like that's what happens with people who fucking, uh, you know, when they get into a car accident and they like lose an arm or whatever the fuck they get mangled. Like if you go to heaven or wherever the fuck uh, after you get smashed up in a car accident, that's what you look like. You don't you don't automatically get fucking healed and you look nobody. Nobody turns into Britney Spears when they go to fucking heaven. If you if you wind up getting your head cut off by a guillotine, you're, you're better hope that your head and your body both find your way up to wherever the fuck you're going and find the same thing at St. Peter's fucking desk. Because what if your head goes to hell? How fucked would that be? Your headless body goes to fucking heaven and then your headless fucking head goes to fucking hell that's not a headless head i guess it's a bodiless head disembodied head that's probably the way to say it although bodiless head sounds pretty good uh bodiless head sounds like something out of my fucking brothel menu hey you know what i'll tell you what i'll take a zim zam give me a triple fist uh backdoor penguin and uh give me the bodiless head too i think i'll take that from and uh with air force annie who that fucking creepy looking chick was just wailing in the middle of the fucking night god that that was just you ever see that like that woman is just, she's like, you ever see, you know what a drink is an Irish car bomb that, that, that fucking air force Annie is that's what Annie, that, she's like the human form of the Irish car bomb drink. She's just screeching peroxide blonde, crazy fucking silicone blown up all over the fucking place. It's just, it's, she just, she, it, she looks like a sex doll swallowed a hand grenade and poof, just fucking everything blew the fuck out. 
Uh, but but you know, but I'm like, but I'm what am I saying? I'm not going to fucking rail Air Force Annie. Of course I am. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Is she a ghost? Can I fuck her? I want to fuck her ghost. Give me a ghost I can fuck. I'm you know I'm tired of getting spit ghosted. I need to be on the end. Of, I got to plug a ghost. Is a ghost going to give up the ass for me? I hope so. Damn it. Don't fucking just make me the passive guy in the fucking... I, I can't bottom for ghosts all my life. I need to top a ghost. Let's top a goddamn ghost. Yeah, let's do that, baby. Uh, let's just fucking... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spunk a specter. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to spelunk a specter and spunk right in them. Into their ghostly fucking anal canal. Or into their V'ger. I don't give a fuck. Whoever. Lady. Guy. Look at me. I, I just found out I'm bisexual for ghosts. That's weird. That's a weird discovery at 53. Normally, my whole life, I wouldn't even think about anything like that. I'm just like, you know what? I like ladies. Everything's fine. God, do I love eating pussy? It's fucking fantastic. But then all of a sudden out of the blue at 53 with a pandemic, not seeing any other human beings for the past fucking six months, not having any sex for the past fucking seven. You think to yourself, you know what? If a ghost showed up, I'd fuck the shit out of it. I got to be honest. And also I'd give up the ass for a ghost. Why not? Three holes, no waiting. Step up, everybody. And I know you're thinking to yourself, where are the three holes on Mike? Well, there's two, but, uh, but I, you know, maybe I, I can form a hole with my hand. I was thinking about lady ghosts, and then I said three holes, no waiting, because I was saying step right up to me, but there's no other hole that you can put it in. What if I did? What if I never told you guys that I had a second anus? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> that would explain. I was just going to say that would explain a lot, but it really wouldn't. What would it explain? Oh, Mike's got a second anus. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. It explains nothing. Uh, that would be just Colostomy City, right? Which, uh, which don't go there. By the way, please don't go to Colostomy City. You absolutely do not. Do not get an Airbnb. Do not stay overnight. Even if they say to you, hey, man, it's just a couple hours layover in Colostomy City. Do not do it. Look at them. You know what? I'll tell you what. Here's what you do. If somebody says, man, it's just a couple hours layover in Colostomy City, you look them right in the eye and you go, I'm sorry. That's not my bag, man. Oh, ho, 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 ho. look what I just did. Colostomy bag. Click, 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 click. I just put it all fucking together and brought in a pen to boot. <sighs> all right, let's take a breath. Oh, this is what I wanted to tell you. First of all, you can hear the air conditioning is off now, but it is eventually it will come back on. It was on when I was talking and then it's off and it's just everything's changing here. And there's a there's reasons the air conditioning is on and I'll have to explain them in just a second. Uh, but I will tell you this. There is a. Uh, 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 oh, there's a reason you want a producer. This is what I was talking about. Lily, uh, the lovely and talented. Uh, she's fantastic. She was always great. And she always, uh, she loved the, to laugh at the first few years of the show. And then she knew it was her job. I, I don't know if she really thought it was funny. I used to be, you know, in my mind, I'm like, this chick fucking thinks I'm hilarious. And I think she does. I really think she does. But there were, you know, like those last two years, she was kind of like, hey, she's filing her nails, you know, couldn't be less interested. She was like Jane Fonda in Clute, just like laughing and then rolling her eyes like, ah, all right, you're, oh, 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 oh. Uh, you're so funny. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> uh, ice water. I love it. All right. But you need a producer. Not just to uh, to push buttons, not just to fucking uh, uh, normalize. But I sat down to do the show here. As I get, I'm, I apologize because it is a it is a Friday and my brain has uh, fried myself uh, a little bit on Thursday. And I'll tell you why in a minute. But I got a little fucking, eh, you know, me crisis of whatever the fuck. And, I, and you guys are going to be like, boo fucking who? And I, I don't you know, if you want to do that, that's fine. But also we're friends. Right. You guys know me. You, it's funny. Our friend uh, Kiki, who's a, a fan of the show and a friend of mine, uh, put up a little uh, cartoon on her Facebook and it said, uh, oh, man, I wanted to tell you the story about a friend of mine. And the person's like, who's your friend? She's like, oh, I forgot who. And the friend said and, and the guy said, is it a podcast host? And she made an alarmed face because she was like, oh, yeah, I mean, I guess it is a podcast host because that's the thing. I'm relating anecdotes to you. I'm an anec anecdotes, anecdotes. What the fuck? I'm you know what? I'm relating Annie Oakley's to you. That's what I'm doing. I'm relating Annie Oakley's to you. I'm doing a lot of trick shooting. Uh, I'm going to rope a calf and pin it down and tie all four of its legs together. 
What's the point of that? Well, who thought of that as a goddamn contest at the rodeo? I understand the bucking bronco and that bullshit. I understand going ahead and riding a bull and all that goddamn thing. But uh, but chasing a baby cow and then trying to tie it the fuck up, that just that just seems oddly sexual and weird, right? Doesn't it? Who the fuck ever in their right mind was like, oh, I got to chase this runaway calf. Maybe that happens in rodeos. I wouldn't know. All I, I all I know, There's two things I know about rodeos. Sometimes there's a stampede, and if you're alone with your buddy, you can fuck him in the ass. That's, that's the key things about rodeos. That's what we know about all of them. Uh, you got a couple of cowboys. They head up to the mountain there's a broken a back there's a fucking sleeping bag one guy spits on his fingers and here we go it's gonna be a long night and those guys aren't even ghosts uh and and uh, you know what that was where i heard that in that movie first of all again the one of the greatest movies and just one of the saddest movies i've ever seen that final scene i don't want to give it away uh that final scene where he spits on his fingers no i'm teasing there's another scene that's totally will wreck you will fucking wreck you man uh, but that's where I learned the term. And I've said this before on, on shows because it left a, a quite an impression on me that, that Randy Quaid uh, said to, I believe it was to Heath Ledger. He talked about you guys were up there stem, and you stem. I didn't pay you guys to stem the rose. Uh, and I was like, oh, stem the rose because rosebud. And then and then there and then he's the stem would be the other guy's crank. And then I jammed it in there and he stemmed the rose. I was like, oh, my goodness. I went, that is that's a term I've ne-, and I got to be honest. That's a term I've never heard before or since. I've heard it out of two miles, Randy Quaid's and mine, because I seized upon it in a way where I was just like, that is the I mean, that's like the most clever turn of phrase for for that sort of activity that I think I've ever heard. Because, you know, like you'd say buggering or whatever the fuck or, you know, uh, uh, lancing the fucking boil. You could say parking the car in the garage, whatever the fuck. You could say torpe- torpe- torpedoing the Lufthansa, whatever the fuck you want to say. But uh, but I got to be honest, man, stemming the rose is certainly a classy way to, to say it, I would think. Absolutely. Um. Uh, so you need a producer. Here's why you need a producer. First of all, she'll stop you from doing dumb shit like that. Nobody, nobody even knows why I took off in that fucking direction. But uh, but as I sat down here to record, you know, and I'm, I'm going to punch the button and all that stuff, and I have to set up the microphone. I got to put the laptop in front of me just so, and make sure that I can talk to you guys and just fire on all goddamn cylinders and talk to you at whatever fucking speed of my head I want to fucking unleash on you this week. Um, without fucking yawning. It's so funny. I sat down, you know, I got to do a sound check before I do this, right? So I sit down and I'm doing the sound check. I yawned like three times during the sound check. And the sound check, it's, it's fucking 40 seconds. It's not, it's, believe me, it's not like I'm doing some crazy fucking monologue. I'm just, I'm just trying to make sure that the levels are good and I'm yawning like a motherfucker. Now talking about it is making me feel like I'm going to yawn now and I don't mean to do that and I apologize for dropping that in your fucking head. Please excuse me and pardon me. If there is some sort of yawning that goes on, please recognize that it's because I'm an old man who no longer has control of his faculties or his respiratory system. So I have to get as much air in me as possible. And also I'm doing the best I can to talk uh, without breathing. As you know, as you can probably realize right now, every time I talk, I inhale and my lungs get completely full. You, boy, you would think that I'd be a fucking great scuba diver, don't you think? Although they have an apparatus, don't they? They strap a fucking apparatus on their backs and they go ahead and, and swim around and say hi to fish, which is totally fine. But they get the outside help. But I'm saying I could be one of those cliff diver dudes like fucking from Mauna Loa or whatever the fuck from fucking uh, macadamia town. I just fucking go ahead and throw on a loincloth and a goddamn flowered shirt, eat a bowl of poi, bite right into a fucking raw pineapple skin and all. And then I dive off a cliff into the fucking thing looking for a pearl. And I go ahead and just fucking breathe in and inhale my lungs. And I could stay underwater for like a goddamn month. Eh, a month seems strong. An hour, an hour, eh, an hour and a month. There's, <laughs> there's quite a bit of play between the two, but even an hour seems long, but I am pretty good. I was good at Marco Polo. 
Uh, but wait, no, Marco Polo, you didn't have to stay under. Marco Polo, you had to stay up. Oh, maybe I, you know what? I just doubted myself as a cheater at Marco Polo because I would inhale. I would, I would just go ahead and suck in as much breath as possible and I would hide under the water. So when he would say Marco, I never had to say Polo because I was under the goddamn water. So then I could never be Marco. I never had to be. I'd just be poloing. I'd polo all fucking day. Sometimes, I, you know what I would do? I would pogo as well. I would just fucking pogo like I was at a goddamn punk show. I pogo and I polo. That's how I handle it. Uh, and Pono, isn't that the fucking Neil Young bullshit Toblerone goddamn music thing that I came up with last week? I couldn't think of the name then, but now I did. The air's on. <sighs> I sat down to record this show, right? And I got a microphone, correct? And it's plugged into a fucking slot uh, on my laptop. And then I got to open the audacity and all this stuff. But it's, it's not a lot. Look, it's not complicated. All right, you open the fucking audacity. You do your goddamn sound check. You yawn 75 times. And then you're like, I'm ready to go. And then you hit start easily 15 different times trying to start the show and realizing you don't like it and you stop and then you fucking erase what you just did uh but then eventually you hit you, you get the skids greased and you go ahead and rampage downhill like we've been doing up to this point and now we, we gotta be 10 minutes into this fucking thing i gotta be fucking just rolling look at me 10 minutes of unbroken goddamn see i would find that pearl i i'm your cliff diver bring me to hawaii you fucks how dare you not leave me uh, uh, in your fucking travel plans when finally they open up this goddamn planet and we got to go across and overseas what about my friend Mary Beth in Texas? She's, she's going on cruises. She's doing all sorts of interesting things. She should go ahead and say, you know what? We're reaching out. We're bringing Mike to Hawaii. It's just happening. What do you, you guys bring me to Hawaii? Why wouldn't you do it? I pr- look, I, I make this uh, pr- pledge to you now. Bring me to Hawaii. I will suck in all the air uh, like the seven Chinese brothers, and I will dive under the water, and I will find you a pearl. Are there pearls in Hawaii? I don't know. I don't know if there are. I'll find you a shell. How about that? Can we start there? Can we at least say that if you bring me to Hawaii, I'll find you a cool-ass shell on the beach? And then if we go to Pearl, we go to Pearl. If I can find a Pearl, but that's the thing is I got to go ahead and do some research. Cause I don't know if there's any Pearls in fucking Hawaii. What? I played a video game and there was Pearls in Hawaii. Or I had to go on a Pearl. It was the Witcher. I had to go meet some English dude. And he's like, we got to go to this island. They got a bunch of Pearls. And it was like a, but that was more of a Scottish thing. It was all rainy. It wasn't really tropical at all. The only time I went to a tropical place in the Witcher, I had to fight a ghost. Ooh. And I know you're thinking, why didn't you fuck that ghost? Well, I wanted to, but it's a fucking PG game. Not really. I think it was a, an R-rated game. Well, not R-rated, but I did fuck. You, you could fuck in The Witcher. Like, I was laying pipe all over the goddamn place. I, I, will, I will share this with you. When I stream on Twitch, uh, you know, obviously I can't be uh, I can't be railing anybody in that game. It's like, ah, oh, man. Uh, but you'd be walking and be like, man, look at the cannons on that prostitute. Because there were prostitutes in the game. They tried to lure you into a bunch of stuff. And it was like, nah, man, I got to go kill dudes. I got to go I gotta meet the Pearl guy in Scotland and whatever the fuck. There's adventures to be had. I got to swim out in the fucking ocean and kill a siren, uh, which is fine. And that's something I love doing. But yet there was a, one time I stumbled into a room and it was a brothel. And I was like, what the fuck, man? There's a brothel here, but I'm on camera on Twitch. So I can't, you know, I can't go to the brothel. If I go to the brothel, it fucking broadcasts and bad things happen because it was bad enough that there was storyline sex that had to happen where you had to nail somebody or whatever the fuck. And that was fine. Um, but if you make the choice, then it looks gratuitous. That, and then the people at Twitch are going to be like, fuck you and shut me down. And the la- look, it's it's a tough time these days. As I've mentioned before, if you're going to support the show, this is the time to do it. And I can't afford to lose the Twitch gig. Uh, the Twitch gig's a thing. And and God knows sitting around in my house and getting play, paid to play video games is a luxury. So I didn't want to risk it by fucking mowing down some goddamn fucking prostitute trim. But I'm like, all right, so I can't do it. But then when I'd sign off the Twitch, I I, I won't lie. Uh, it ended and I was like, all right, let's go see what this brothel's all about. And then I took the Witcher in there and I and I just fucking rampaged like every chick in there just to see what the responses were, the different, you know, what they looked like because they were naked. There was the whole thing. And they climbed on the Witcher and he went to work and some of them are on top. And then he flipped them over and it was a bunch of it was uh, it was very odd 
computer sex. I mean, cause they were, you know, they were drawn. Okay. They looked good. Um, but then, you know, it's funny once you do it a few times, they have the same moves. Now, look, I expect the Witcher to have his same moves, whatever the fuck he's, he's, he's single minded of purpose. This guy's trying to save the world and his niece, which in, and not necessarily in that fucking order. So if he's going to stop and get some fucking strange, he's going to be like, all right, I got these moves. Check out these Witcher moves. I got a fucking shock of white hair. Let's go to work. I mean, they hired fucking fake Superman to go ahead and play me on the TV show. See, and I got to be fucking ripped. I'm hung like a goddamn Witcher. Let's get this done. Uh, and so he's got his by the book type of thing. He's not as the Witcher's and also he's a selfish cat. He's a sensitive guy, but he's also a selfish guy. He's not concerned about bringing sexual pleasure to the prostitute and go and be the best fuck that she's ever had in his life. All he wants to do is get his tuppence worth because I think it costs a tuppence or whatever the fuck. So that's all the Witcher wants to do. He's just looking to fucking relax and not cut somebody's head off for 10 minutes. Can you can you just give him that? Can you let the Witcher just go ahead and, and bang out four of these chicks in this fucking brothel and not cut somebody's head off? Can we do that for the man? So he's not going to give, uh, you know, he saves the best sex moves, the, the best witchery, witch, uh, witchy woman sex moves for the girl that he loves. There's a couple of ladies that he loves in the game, uh, and you have to choose which one you're going to be loyal to in the game. Now, I know you're thinking, well, Mike, if you went to a brothel, you're not exactly loyal to these chicks. And I understand that, but it's a video game. And you can also, you don't have to save it at that point. You can go to the brothel and then you've already saved it and you just kind of forget it ever happened. It's one of those deals. It's kind of a side, it's kind of a side deal. Uh, but I did go and explore the brothels in pretty much every town when I was off camera as the witcher. And, uh, and so the witcher would do the same kind of moves with the same, like kind of the same face and the hair flip. And then the, the picking the girl up by her fucking thighs and stuff. Uh, but the girls would, uh, you know, and they were kind of bored too, because they were pros, but they would all do their moves or whatever the fuck. And I, it just, it's so funny. You think it would be titillating. It's like when I did grand theft auto, whatever the fuck. And we went in there and you go to a strip club and, uh, and then you go back into the, into the, into the room <laughs> Uh, and I, I did this on the Twitch stream. I, I brought the girl into the fucking champagne room and, uh, and she was topless. And then I, you know, you got to stop. That's the whole deal. But then I Googled it and it said, you can actually, uh, if, if you play your cards, right, you can rail one of the girls at the strip club. So I, I, one night again, after I finished playing, I said, I signed off Twitch and then I was like, all right, let's do this. So I went to the strip club and what you have to do, it's so dumb. You have to. You have to like make moves with her and you have to tip her and you have to avoid the eyes of security. So then, and it's, she's got a bar there. You're trying to fill up the bar. And once she gets to a certain spot, she's going to be so overwhelmed by you and your unbelievable, passionate uh, actions in the champagne room. She's going to go, you know what? I like you. We should fucking bone. And you're going to be like, cool. So uh, I was trying to do it. I got thrown out of the club twice because I got caught by security. But then like the third time I went in and I did it. And then the dude was like, uh, or the chick, sorry, not the dude. Yeah. I was at a male strip club. Um, finally, she's like, oh my God, you got to come back and pick me up later. You want to go to my place? And I'm like, yeah. So then I leave and uh, this is completely true. Uh, the first time I did it, I accidentally ran over the stripper. She was coming out the back door and then I was driving and I, I didn't I didn't mean to do it. I just came around the corner so super fast and I saw her drive and I tried to hit the brakes and I fucking blasted her and, and I just, I totally mowed over her and I was so fucking mad because it takes forever to time it with the fucking guy in the, in the, in the room and all that bullshit. So I had to start all over. So I had to go in, find a new girl, whatever the fuck. And I finally made it happen. And here's the thing. She gets in your car and then you just drive. It's just like regular Grand Theft Auto. And she's like, oh, man, I can't wait to fucking get you to my house, whatever. And you go to her place and then you get out and you go up to the door and you go in and, uh, and that's it. The two of you, she go, you go into the apartment and then like day becomes night or night becomes day, depending on what the fuck it is. And then you walk out 
and you get in your car and you drive away, like you spend the night with her, but you don't get to see anything. Nobody, you, nothing happens. I mean, you know, something happens, obviously. I mean, they're not in there fucking playing Uno. Uh, although maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe he went in there for a draw four. Maybe they got wild, wild. Uh, maybe there was a skip. Maybe, you know what? We skipped the action and then there was, it was wild action, but they skipped it nonetheless. Uh, and then he comes out and gets in his car. And I was so, I was like, I really, I did this. Cause I could took me, it took me 40 minutes to get it done. Cause I mean, again, I got caught twice and then fucking made it happen. The next I ran over the chick and then fucking did it again. You get whatever. Uh, so not fun. Wasn't it? Wasn't a fan of it. How the fuck did I spiral off into this bullshit? I haven't played grand theft auto in a year. Um, there was a point. Well, what the fuck was the point? Oh, you know what? Here's because you need a producer. That's the thing. If you got a producer, you don't go off in this fucking tangent. You don't end up talking about this kind of bullshit nonsense. And you want to fucking throw yourself to the wolves. Uh, so I sat down here and I got the microphone uh, and I got the uh, I got the laptop here, which I just tapped. And I hope all right, no, it's still recording. Jesus, uh, which is fine. But here's the thing man. I sat down and I, I looked at my microphone and I have uh, you know what a windscreen is? You know, a little pop screen, that thing that's on a fucking, it's its literally another arm and it goes in front of your screen to prevent you from popping your peas or whatever the fuck. Well, I don't have one of those, but I have the foam ball, like the clown nose that goes on top of the microphone here. There's me scratching it. Uh, and I have that and it goes over the microphone. So it's its just like a fucking Russian hat. You know what I mean? Like a babushka or whatever the fuck. It goes over the top of the microphone and it, and it keeps me from popping peas or whatever the fuck. So, uh... So I, I put it on the microphone and, and and as long as it's on there and it doesn't tear or anything, you don't even think about the goddamn thing, right? So today it just, I mean, I don't even know what possessed me to do it, but I, I set it up because I use this microphone for Twitch. I use this microphone for everything. Uh, I record with you guys every single week. And now, and, and look, I will tell you this, all right? There's a laptop right in front of me. It's got audacity. I can see the blue lines on it. And then there's a desktop computer, a big monitor that I, I Twitch on, that I stream on. Uh, and it's, it's just, it's about seven inches behind the laptop and, uh, and I will be talking and I think, you know, this, I just kind of yammer and there's no real fucking, uh, uh, there's nothing in front of me keeping it from happening, but spit flies out of my mouth. Not all the time. I don't want to, don't, please don't think that I've soaked my desk. Um, but I will be talking and I'll watch and all of a sudden like a, a fucking, like a Frisbee will come flying out of my mouth and hit the fucking laptop or hit. So I, every time I finish this, I have to clean the laptop screen. I have to clean my laptop screen. I have to clean my desktop screen because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly careful and I'm talking and shit's flying out of my mouth and I don't have a fucking mouth guard or a sneeze guard. I need, what I need, I need a sneeze guard. I need, I need like a fucking salad bar sneeze guard. And if I'm going to do that, I'm going to stock this fucking desk with beets. What if I put beets and fucking chickpeas on this fucking desk? There you go. Would you would you care? Would you be mad at me if I snacked on beets and chickpeas during the goddamn show? Those are keto. That'll keep me uh, satiated. I'm not hungry during the fucking show. What if I was? I, there used to be a guy. There's a DJ. I've talked about it a million times. It's, it's Steve Dahl in Chicago. And he would eat on the air. Okay. And I don't give a fuck if that guy was eating a handful of, of goldfish crackers or a fucking ribeye steak. No matter what he was eating, it sounded like he was drinking mayonnaise through a straw. I don't know how the fuck he did it. I don't know how if it was a crispy dish or a soft dish or a fucking, I I don't even, an apple. That guy could make an apple sound like he was lapping up mustard out of a fucking bowl. I mean, it was just disgusting. He'd be smacking his lips. And in your mind, you'd be thinking, this guy's licking his fingers and shit. It's just, it's just... 
boy, oh boy, there's nothing worse than the, than the eating on the air, man. It is fucking terrifying. It is so bad. And it hits you right in the brain pan. It's, it's, it's as if, cause look, when you're listening to radio anyway, it can be kind of intimate and podcasting is even worse. Cause I'm, I, you know, I'm coming right out of your iPod vagina, right into your fucking ears. You got your earbuds jammed in there listening to me, but dude, so imagine that. So as, as close as I am right now to your brain, I'm jammed into your fucking skull. I, I'm right now in your skull. I'm, I'm bouncing around. I'm in the medulla props of the oblongata. I'm there having a good time. I'm on the, I'm on the timpani. I'm on the eardrum. And all of a sudden, what if while I was in there, uh, I, I just started like sucking on a pop skull, like, I mean, just like you heard it you, and you were just like, Oh fuck this guy, man, this is fucking terrible. Or I just, it just, it just sounded thick. Whatever he was eating was always thick. Like, and I don't give a fuck. Like I said, he could be eating the, the matzah, dry matzah, <laughs> shredded wheat, something crunchy as fuck. And it would still sound like he was just motorboating a fucking 80 year old woman with tits down to her fucking knees. I mean, it was just a horrible sound. Uh, he just, he was just face first in Rue McClanahan and going off. Um, not then though, Rue McClanahan, she's sexy then. I'm talking now, like Rue McClanahan now, which if I remember correctly, hold on, maybe not now. I'm not sure if Rue's with us any longer, but there's somebody at Ghost Rail. I don't give a fuck about that, right? At that point, like, I mean, it's because age doesn't even matter if it's a ghost now. You know, Bill Withers and whatever the fuck, Clarence, those guys are around my age, whatever the fuck, I, I go at it with them. But Rue McClanahan, she's probably like 77 or whatever the fuck. I don't get, at, at that point, she's a ghost. Who cares, man? At that point, you've just given yourself over to the experience. Now you're just like, I'm fucking ghosts. I don't care how old they are. Hey, who the fuck are you, Betsy Ross? Let's get fucking going, man. Bend over. I'll fucking stitch your flag. Let's fucking make this happen. Dudes, let's do it. Who's that, Grace Kelly? Didn't her head get cut off? Or no, it's Jane Mansfield. I don't give a fuck. Bring them both on. Give me Jane Mansfield's disembodied head. I'll make out with it while fucking Grace Kelly sits in my lap. Let's ghost fuck. I want to do this, man. I'm going to get fucking spit ghosted. I'm going to spit ghost some fucking ladies. Although I can't do that, right? Although, you know what? I could actually fuck that. You know what? I could spit ghost the the disembodied head of Jane Mansfield and Grace Kelly at the same time. I could be tagging uh, Grace Kelly and then just and just making out with the disembodied head of Jane Mansfield. Just going to fucking work. And then I'll hold it up so she stares down at ghostly Sophia Loren's breasts because she's sitting there at a dinner table waiting her turn. Oh, yeah, that's right. I take them all on, baby. Kelly, Loren, Mansfield, back to back to back. (laughs) Spit ghosted on the next Mike Schmidt Podcasting Network. All right. Uh, So I need a producer. Because, again, she'd probably stop me from saying this bullshit. Uh, But but also... <coughs> Sorry, did you hear that? Now, normally I would cut that out, but I'm going to leave that in because I'm going to tell you what the fuck that's all about. I know I'm sniffling, whatever. I didn't mean to cough in your ear and I apologize. Uh, but I have to explain what's going on because I was I was going to tell you about this anyway. But first, let me finish this producer bullshit. So you need a producer, right? Uh, for the other reasons that I've mentioned, certainly. But I sat down and I got this clown nose here on my uh, on my microphone. And I don't I don't even know what possessed me to do it. But I sat down here. I got the microphone lined up. I, I've got the laptop rolling. Uh, I set it up for the sound check. I, I got my ice water. I'm ready to rock. And uh, I look at the clown nose. And I don't I don't know. what It just it looked discolored. And I'm like, what happened to this? And uh, and I, I hate to be this guy. You're going to brace yourselves. 
Um, but I touched it. Like I ran my hand over it and it was, it was hard. Like it was super crunchy. And I realized that, you know, I've had this thing on my microphone since I bought it. Okay. It's gotta be a year. And, uh, I've, I've never rotated it. I've never moved it. I've never taken it off. I've never washed it. I've never done anything with it. And I mean, I'm dude, if I'm hitting the desktop, which is, which is probably easily two feet from me right now, 20 inches and the laptop, which is a foot away from me right now. If I'm, if I'm launching fucking onto those two, what the fuck am I doing to the clown nose? And like, I've got, and it's, so, I mean, it is apologies. It is crunchy. Like I, it's, it's just, I got to do something about it. So then I looked at it. I'm like, Oh no. And I start touching it. And then I'm like, Oh, this is fucking terrifying. And it reminds me of like when I was a kid, uh, I've told the story here that I ruined a rug through some very questionable activities. Uh, and it kind of makes me think like that because it's, it's, a. Uh, it's not disgusting. It's a little discolored and it's a little crunchy, which is, you know, that could be said about anything, right? You just take it to the doctor. You get a couple of shots. Boom, boom, penicillin. You're fine. They used to call it the drip. Uh, but now I, so, so I literally, I felt it. I touched it. It's like, and I, I look, I'm touching it now. Oh, I'm touching the crunchy side. Oh, Jesus. Now this side is smooth. This side crunchy. Uh, does it make a noise? This is, there we go. Smooth, crunchy. Uh, so I turned it around. I, that's all I did. I didn't wash it. I didn't remove it. Uh, I rotated it. I gave it a, I did a good 180 on it. So now it's, it's facing the laptop and the desktop and I'm, I'm talking into the smooth side. That's what I'm at now. I'm here. You know what I am? I'm fucking easy, easy reader. I'm just talking into the smooth side, baby. Uh, so that's why you need a producer. Cause she can go, Hey, fuckhead, you're supposed to wash that thing every once in a while. And I, I don't know. I mean, it's like, it's like. When you were a kid, your mom's like, hey, you got to brush your teeth. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, did you brush your teeth? You're like, yeah. And she goes, let me smell your breath. And you're like, what? Uh, and then you're busted because you don't have a minty, fresh breath. Now, I will tell you this. That's me creating a construct out of my head from things I've seen in television and film because my mom never once asked if I brushed my teeth. My mom didn't ask if I brushed my teeth. My mom didn't ask if I did my homework. My mom, she was very busy doing other things and taking phone calls from gentlemen and going to hang out at their house, which is fine. My mom's a, she had a social life. That was fine. And it led me to be able to stay up all night and watch David Letterman. That's all I fucking cared about, baby. Uh, Although that's in the eighties in the early, in the seventies, it just led me to, I don't know, see weird shadows on the wall and be scared and not have anybody to run to and tell them I was scared. (laughs) Except my brother, Lenny, Lenny, I'm scared. Shut up. Go to bed. Um, all right. So the cough, let's deal with the fucking cough that just happened here. Now, uh, you might even know that my, uh, my throat is a little rough. You know, I don't know if you can hear that in my voice this week. Uh, I also have my nose is a little, uh, banged out and, um, and I'm coughing. I have a super dry cough and I'm going to, I'm going to do this and let's see if you can hear it. All right. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, but let's see. Can you hear can you hear the the catch in my throat? Oh dude, okay. Um Now the problem is we live in the time of the germ. So uh earlier this week I had a I had a, a headache and I was warm all over and then all of a sudden my my chest started to fuck up and I started coughing really heavily and I have a look, I'm bronchial anyway. I mean, I've done that since I was a kid. I have a really deep dry cough when I for just normally 
And people will be like, what the fuck? Like, I don't smoke, none of that stuff. But for some reason, it's just some latent bronchitis. I don't know what the fuck it is. I could be walking pneumonia still in my lungs that I never got fucking fixed. But I, I just... I don't, uh, I don't cough like a normal person. I, it's, it's a real deep fucking dry chest cough. And, uh, and, and as you know, we live in the time of the germ. So I started to worry and I, I, I normally don't talk myself into that kind of stuff. You know I mean? I, I can, I've done that before I told you, but I thought I had thrush once, you know what I mean? Just fucked up. Um, but I had, I have, uh, I have the cough and I had a headache and the only good news is I can taste stuff. I can still taste and smell things, but also that's bad news because as a fat guy, I'm just like, all right, I better eat this entire pint of ice cream to see if I can still taste it. You know, <laughs> said, Jesus Christ, am I affected by the germ? I don't know. I better make a loaf of toast. Uh, and then I swallowed that down. I'm like, oh, you know what? I taste those caraway seeds all the way down. I'm fine. Meanwhile, I'm at 102 degree temperature and also just getting larger than fucking life. Just a Volkswagen and shirts that don't fit. Uh, I am. I'm as big as a Volkswagen Scirocco. That's not even a lie. I'm, I'm as big. Like, I'm not going to say I'm as big as a fucking Volkswagen. Uh, is, was the Scirocco smaller than the Rabbit? I think it is. Look, I don't have an intrinsic knowledge about Volkswagen and their goddamn models. All right, so get off my ass. There's a Jetta. There's a Golf. There's a Scirocco. There's a... God, I know a lot more about Volkswagen than I thought, right? They were, they were in cahoots with the Nazis, if I remember correctly. Uh, I believe they built the gas chambers. Is that right? That could be wrong. And that could be a wrong thing. Um, as I've said, I don't have a lot of facts about, about Volkswagens, but there's a golf, there's a Jetta, there's a Scirocco and a rabbit, right? There's those things. And, uh, and they've got to they have like a, a fucking, and then, like I said, they were in cahoots with the Nazis, them and Hugo boss, Hugo designed the, designed the closed Volkswagen built the fucking, uh, uh, the gas chambers and then paid, uh, you know, Eisenhower or whatever, like a hundred million dollars. He's like, all right there, Volkswagen. Why don't you bring all your stupid car? Oh, and the Beetle. Here you go. Beetle, Scirocco, Golf, Jetta, uh, whatever the fuck. Is there Beetle, Scirocco, Golf, Jetta. Uh, I don't know. Whatever the fuck. Either whatever the fuck it is. I'm as big as I'm as big as one of those Volkswagens in a shirt that doesn't fit. And I'm just rolling, man. I'm just, I'm just, I, like I said, I'm a Volkswagen Scirocco in, uh, in, in shirts. And I had to buy a shirt. It's funny. I do the Twitch stream, as I've mentioned. Now, look, if I told this story on here, ignore me. Cause here's the thing. Sometimes I tell stories now on the Twitch and then I'm like, duh, that I tell that on the podcast, duh. And then I come to the podcast and I fucking repeat it. And people just like this doddering old fool that has sunset years on a podcast by himself. Um, Christ, I hope I didn't tell you this. If I told you this, fucking get off my dick. But but if I did, just sit back and take it. Just you know what? Do me a favor. Just fucking Connie Chung, Bob Knight, this stuff. All right. So here's the deal. I uh, I do these broadcasts on Twitch. We have a channel, Twitch.tv/slash/the40-year-old-boy, and I'm on there streaming games and uh, and all sorts of nonsense. I've been I try weird chips. Which that definitely helps me to get to Volkswagen size. Oh, you know what? If you're thinking to yourself, Mike, why don't you just go ahead and uh, try to commandeer your eating habits? And I'm like, that's a good idea. However, there are tens of people who want to watch me eat strange potato chips over the stream. So I couldn't possibly cut them loose. Uh, boy, I have some weird, you know, I get some weird fucking stuff to eat on the stream and I don't, I'm scared to death to eat it because it's now it's, it went from delightful possibility to possible jackass stunt. Uh, and I'll tell you about it in a second, but, um, but I had to buy shirts because I do the streams. Right. And I mean, I have luck. I got some shirts that fit, but I also have some shirts that are, you know, I've had fucking forever. 
And I don't have like a girlfriend or a wife to go, hey, you should throw this shit out. I, I just I just wear it until it, you know, and I don't I hate to be the cliche of every sitcom dad. Like, that's my favorite underwear. Shut up, you stupid fuckhead. Nobody has favorite underwear, you dumbass. However, I will tell you this. I was on Never Not Funny eight billion years ago. Right. And I, I at the time I was writing on TV shows and we had a discussion once. And I've told this on here. I bought some Calvin Klein Pima Cotton briefs. And they were fucking amazing. They just, they nestled my balls like Jesus in the manger. It was fucking gorgeous. I'm like, this feels amazing. And, uh, and part of it was just like, well, yeah, cause you got some money. I bought some good underwear. And I'm like, well, I'm, I've been in Hanes fruit of the loom guy. Those are fine. And he's like, yeah, those are fine. But then you buy something fancy and you go, oh, this is why people buy fancy shit. And look, Calvin Klein Pima cotton isn't even super fancy. It was 20 bucks a pair. But I mean, I use, I was usually buying the fucking four pairs for 15 bucks that I was getting at fucking target of, of Hanes slash fruit of the loom. Cause look, I love to have an apple in my pants. That's what I need. Oh my Christ. Hey man, could you put a bunch of grapes near my ass? That's fucking awesome. That's what I need. Uh, so then I bought these Pima cotton briefs and they were fucking, they were a delight. So I guess maybe I did have favorite underwear for a while. And I, do I still own those underwear? I do. Again, we're talking about, this is 14 years ago I bought these motherfuckers. Now, are they in the best shape they've ever been in? Probably not. Uh, should they be thrown in the trash? Absolutely. Because they, here's the thing. They don't, they're not torn. I will tell you this. The Calvins, uh, the Pima Cottons, they're not torn like Natalie and Brulia. Uh, they're run like stockings. Does that make sense? They've got those, uh, they've got runs up them now. Like, and it's from, uh, and it's because of my ever increasing size. I mean, you know, because they've, they've, they've been wrapped around me and my waist when I was a normal man. And then when I was a giant man back to a normal man, and now I'm a car and my underwear is just like, what the fuck, man, make a pick a lane, pick a goddamn lane. We're not, we're not a car bra. We're underpants. And I'm like, all right, yeah, that's fine. Um, oftentimes I'll have this argument with my underwear. Um, and I, and I do have a rotation. I, I will take the certain underwears and they go in a different drawer. They can't get worn again until I lose fucking weight. Oh my God, dudes, do you go and yes, I sound like some fucking ninny. I know I get this, but this is the truth. I, what am I going to do? Not tell you the fucking truth. I'm fat. I got even fatter during the quarantine. Right. And so now I had to like switch out. I had to go buy like, uh, some different boxer briefs and then put the, the other boxer briefs on the shelf. Cause otherwise I was just going to destroy those motherfuckers. Um, Dude, I had a dream about fat the other day. That's not that's a terrible dream. I had a I had a dream that I had like edemas. Ah, oh, dude, when you start dreaming about your fat, then you're like, oh, I gotta fucking scramble this. Now I got a true fat head. It's bringing up fucking fat movies in the middle of the fat night while I'm trying to get some fat sleep. Nobody wants that, man. Um So I had to buy shirts because I'm I, I have a bunch of like I said, I have these Pima Cotton briefs, which I love, but now I've I've had to purchase some I bought some new boxer briefs, which I like. Uh, and also I hadn't bought some in a while. So I guess, and then look, that's not an indulgent purchase. When I said I made an indulgent purchase, uh, I bought, I bought potato chips on Amazon that were like dark potato chips. And I bought another flavor of potato chips. Now, is it a work expense? Cause I'm going to eat them on Twitch. Probably not, but I'll tell myself that and go, yes, this is exactly what I need to do. This is what I do is people tune in to watch me eat a weird snack. So, uh, so I had to buy some new boxer briefs and I had to rotate the new ones in and put the other ones out. I put the new ones in and then I shook them all about, um, why? What's the point? All right, hold on. Listen to my listen to my chest now. Can you hear that like weird grabbing? <coughs> All right, I'll explain it in a minute. Um, I got to drink some water. Weird breathing fucking apparatus. All right, so uh, 
So I had to buy the new uh, boxer briefs, but also I had to buy new shirts because I'm broadcasting, right? And I have some shirts that fit, but I also have shirts that I have had for, again, 10 years, 12 years. And they still, let's put it this way, they cover me. They don't fit. They don't look good at all. They look good from the chest up because like I told you, from the chest up, I'm a normal human being. That's what I am. I'm all mouth, my shoulders, my fucking arms. Uh, when I was lifting and stuff, that's I was proud of that. But from the fucking nipples down, this is a goddamn destruction zone. This is just a this is just put up a sign, you know, uh, <laughs> no trespassing. Beware. Visit at your own risk. It's a mess. But from from the fucking uh, from the pecs up. Oh, I'm the picture of health. Or it used to be before quarantine. God damn, I looked great. I felt good. I was doing good stuff, doing fucking curls and banging around and jerking off fucking three times a day. Uh, all right. Some of that's still happening. But anyway, uh, did you hear it? <coughs> Sorry. I'm Because tr- this is the trick. It's normally when I do the show, I have to I talk for fucking eight minutes and then I breathe in a deep breath. But now as I'm trying to deep in, breathe in a deep breath, listen, <coughs> it, it's there's a thing in my throat. and It's catching. <coughs> it's a frog. There's a frog in my throat. I don't like it. Is it Diggum the Frog from Smacks? Fucking Smacks, Honey Smacks, Golden Smacks, Sugar Smacks. Pick a fucking name. All right. Fuck, it tickles my throat to breathe in. <clears throat> Normally, I would cut this out, but there's a point. Anyway, I had to buy shirts. So, uh, and I did. I also, I didn't think I needed to buy shirts. I was fine. I have, because I have five shirts that look good on camera. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But if I'm streaming every day, uh, <clears throat> that means, you know, I got to do the laundry more often because I only do, I do my laundry like once every two weeks. Cause I had, you know, I had 20 shirts. I have 20 pairs of boxer briefs. I had this, I, I, I could get through two weeks and be fine. Um, because I'm a bachelor and there's nothing else to do and I'm not going anywhere. This is completely fucking true, man. Since March and I, you can write this down and I'm sure you feel the same way I do. First of all, <coughs> <coughs> sorry. See, I fucking tempted fate. Uh, since March, I've gassed my car up twice. I have had two tanks of gas since March. How fucking crazy is that in Southern California? You've got to be kidding me. But it's the complete truth. I have, I have gassed up. I have filled my tank twice since March, the end of March. Um, Because I had, I, had, I had a full tank at the end of March. <laughs> what do you care? <laughs> you want proof? <laughs> you think I'd lie about that dumb shit? All right. I just told you I'd fuck a ghost. I'm going to fucking lie about getting when I got gas. Um, so so I have whatever I have fucking. Uh, I, so in addition to having the uh, the the five or the I've gassed up twice or whatever. What was the other thing I was going to tell you? There was something else I was going to share with you. I have uh, I have the shirts that fit. I do the laundry, whatever the fuck. Um, oh, I, here you go. I've only worn socks probably five times since March. I just I I'm in my house barefoot or in, and I wear slippers, which is awful and I don't like it. And I I mean, there are a lot of people out there who are like, dude, that's totally cool. That's what a rich guy would do. He'd totally live in his slippers. And I'm like, nah. It just it just makes me feel like the biggest pussy waiting to get beaten up by somebody. I feel like such I'm just waiting for a bully to come to my house and shove me down for wearing slippers all the time. I hate it. It's just a terrible feeling, especially because I'm not throwing iron around, man. I'm not lifting or anything. I just I just feel like a fucking useless blob. You know, I'm just I'm like, you know what? I'm that dude from the Mucinex commercial coughing up. I'm green. I'm all fucking round. I'm like timer in that fucking time for timer who hankers for a hunk of cheese. I eat cheese like I on, on fucking breakfast sandwiches now. What is wrong with me? All right. 
everything's falling apart. You know this. I know this. We both know this. What if it was just you, one person listening? It's <laughs> you know this. I know this. This is a this conversation with one person. No, all of you know this. Fuck the thousands of you know this. Everything's gone. Everything's over. Um, I made a joke with a friend of mine the other day. I said, well, nothing matters really. And he's just like, oh, well, you want me to get Dave Anthony in here so you guys can have a conversation about how the world's ending or whatever. And I was like, come on, man. Uh, because Dave, you think, you think I'm bad, Dave, holy Jesus, Dave, he's just, he's sold, it's over, man, and, uh, and I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sniffing around that, certainly, I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen, uh, I don't, let's say, I don't have a lot of hope, I think, I think Dave lost hope fucking a couple of years ago, for fuck's sake, uh, but also Dave's, you know, he's, he's my friend, but also he's a bit of a fucking realist, serious pill of a guy, sometimes, uh, nice, awesome, love Dave, but holy shit, I'll read his Twitter feed. And I'm just like, man, I am so glad I don't have a gun. Uh, so I got to buy shirts. Why? Because I have five shirts that fit. But then I have, uh, I, was, I was talking about doing laundry twice a week. I don't have any fucking, or uh, uh, every two weeks, because I don't have to wash socks. Uh, I, I Even though I have like 40 pairs of socks, but it doesn't matter. I never wear socks. I don't do, I don't do anything. I don't go anywhere. I don't fucking, so I accept streams. I stream on Twitch, right? And I got to wear these shirts. And from the chest up, which is where the fucking camera hits me, I look fine. But on some of my shirts, the collars are completely fucking frayed and they look terrible. There's no doubt. They're just, uh, they're torn apart. But I, in my mind, I'm playing fucking video games in my house, right? I'm at a desk playing video games. Uh, if I was on TV, it would be a different thing, but I guess I'm technically on TV when I'm streaming on Twitch. I always joke that it's my own TV network. So one day I showed up and I had a, I had one of my red shirts on and this collar, it, it, just it looks like it was beaten and left for dead it it looks so bad i was waiting for brad pitt and morgan freeman to come in and just and just make it put a crime tape around my neck i mean it just looks like one of the victims in seven it's so fucking bad so uh i wear it on the air and i'm i'm talking you know because i'm on the camera and there's people in the stream and uh a listener the lovely listener liana and i know i've talked about this before she was like uh you need to get some shirts like this shirt is like not acceptable and i was like oh all right that's you wound me, but that's fine. But then she sent me money for shirts. And I, I wrote her and I go, oh, man, you don't have to do this. This is super nice. She's like, no, I want to help out. And I was like, oh, Christ. OK, so then I bought the shirts. Jesus Christ. Did I tell this story? I know I because I know I told it in the stream because I did a show in one of the new shirts. And I go, today's shirt is brought to you by Liana. And here's what happened. Um, but my buddy Jeremy's like, because I mean, look, also, there's no stores open here. Like, I can't go to the fat guy store is closed. Because they were afraid we'll all walk in and and we'll everybody's got type two diabetes, they're gonna pass out and die, and then they gotta carry fat guys out of the store. Nobody wants to fucking do that. So I, I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do. And Jeremy's like, well, there's this place I get clothes from because Jeremy Jeremy uh has been known to enjoy uh buying shirts from places online. And so he's like, I go to this place and he sent me an uh like an address. So I looked it up and I went on there and I was like, all right, you know, this seems like a place, but I was looking for shirts, right? And I got to look at my size and then I got to order a special. Oh, just it's look, I have been, I'm going to share this with you. One of the, one of the greatest moments, God damn, I'll never forget it. This has happened to me twice in my life where, uh, I've lost a ton of weight, but I've been wearing my old fat guy clothes and a woman I was involved with went, we got to get you some fucking clothes. And I'm like, well, I'm okay with this. And they're like, no, you're really not. Trust me. And because I was just wearing clothes that, whatever the fuck, it was clothes I owned. I didn't have a ton of dough and the clothes that, that I, you know, everything was covered. Nobody had to see anything. And I knew, look, I know that they're too loose or they should look better. I could probably get into something different, but you know, I, at at the time I wasn't able to do it. So a million years ago, 
I, I was dating this woman named Candy in Tahoe. And I was working at New York Pizza, and, and her and her friend Katie would come in, and uh, and I would wear this gray sweatshirt that was fucking hanging off me. My jeans were hanging off me because I had lost like 125 pounds in a year. And this was from being homeless, not eating right when me and Guy were fucking buying a bag of chips and stealing a can of fucking salsa and eating free donuts. I mean, we were just all fucked up, and I lost a ton of weight in like five months, six months. So... They would come in and they would joke around with me. And I, I didn't even know Katie and Candy, but I got to know them there. They would come into New York Pizza and we'd goof around. And then one time they were like, you know, your clothes like don't fit at all. And I was like, yeah, I know. They go, well, why don't you get some new clothes? I'm like, well, I don't have a lot of dough. And I'm, I mean, I just kind of got established here. I'm living in a fucking room. I'm running a room. And they're like, we were coming out with us. And, uh, and Katie and Candy just fucking Pygmalioned me and brought me to the mall and bought me clothes bought me jeans, bought me shirts and had me try stuff on and looked and said, no, not that. No. Yes. This, whatever. And I got off on it. I mean, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm in, this is fucking cool because also I knew I looked good. Like I looked a million times better than I had looked and I was putting on clothes that fit. And then you put clothes that fit on dude, your whole life changes everything. Your whole outlook changes. If you lose a bunch of weight and you start putting on clothes that fit, you see yourself in such a different light. It's astonishing. And so with them also kind of rooting for me and going, oh, no, God, this looks really good. You got to get this and stuff. I mean, if you have two women dressing you and going, this looks really great. No, you man, you look so good in this. Uh, Now you're just fucking hard the whole time. You know what I mean? It's just it's just fantastic. Uh, And you're floating. You're over the goddamn moon. So that happened and it was fucking phenomenal. They bought me a ton of clothes and, and I was so grateful and happy. Uh, and then flash forward and it happened again in like 2014 um, when eating was for the week. You know, I was doing this show and I, same deal. I was just I was wearing a bunch of old clothes and, and whatever. And uh, <clears throat> I started dating a woman at the time. And, and uh, I may have mentioned her on the show here occasionally, <clears throat> but she and I wound up going out once and we were at a mall and she's like, you know what you need? You need clothes. I'm like, I, I'm okay. You know, I'll get some clothes. Once I reach a goal, there's a goal I want to hit. And once I hit it, she goes, no, come with me. And, and the same deal. And, uh, but the, here's, here's the difference. Uh, when Candy and Katie did it, they were having a lot of fun. And they were like, let's wear this. Oh my God, put this. They were playing dress up with me. And I wasn't involved with either of them yet. They were just people who knew me from the pizza place and were doing a nice thing for a guy. When my ex did it, uh, she sat back and uh, and looked at me with lust in her eyes the entire time as I would change into a different thing and I would walk out and she would make this face. And uh, and I and I could like uh, if if we if we could have uh, gone into the changing room and 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 christened whatever clothes we had, we absolutely would have um, in that moment because I would walk out wearing something and she would just look at me. Again, just like she'd be on this sitting on this like I can I can still see her sitting on this chair with her legs crossed and looking at me and then this leaning forward with this face with her eyes and her eyebrows up just like, whoa, she's like, yeah, no, you're you're getting that like right now. And we bought a bunch of, you know, jeans and shirts. And uh, and like I said, just this and, and that. So that's a, a totally different feeling when somebody's looking at you with like with just this carnal lust in their eyes. Uh, man, you just, you just, I just, you just want to throw them over your shoulder and fucking find an emergency exit. God damn it. 
So I've been through that before. So uh, so Liana sending me money for shirts was incredibly nice. And so I I, mean, I had to shop online. I didn't get the experience. And also, this is the reverse, by the way. Uh, back then, I had lost a fuck ton of weight, both of those instances. So I was getting new clothes that look great. Now, uh, I was uh, I was I was getting bigger because of quarantine and I needed new fucking shirts because all my old shirts just didn't look good. And I was clinging to them desperately because also I didn't want to go out spending a fuck ton of money, especially during a quarantine on clothes. But Liana stepped up and she was unbelievably generous. Jeremy gives me this address. I look it up. But again, here's I don't even know why I'm fucking telling you the story. There's no end to it. I just wound up ordering a bunch of shirts, but I'm looking at it. But again, it made me laugh that when you look for shirts, for fat guys, it doesn't matter where. If you go to the fat guy store, if you go to the fat guy website, uh, inevitably there's these. They'll be like official NFL gear, and you'll look at it, and it's just these. It's T-shirts that have the same color as the teams, but no logos. You know what I mean? It would say Chicago football. They're like, oh, oh yes, because fat people couldn't possibly be trusted with wearing the logo. The NFL doesn't want that to happen. Uh, and then they had they have shirts with dogs on them. You know what I mean? Just it's just like because again. Fat guys, man, all their personalities and their shirts half the goddamn time. All those big dog dudes. Hey, only the league dog stays on the goddamn porch. <laughs> Look at me. You got a pork chop in your purse? No, I don't. Uh, I don't carry a purse. I'm a gentleman. Um, but I looked and I so I had but I had to buy shirts. Uh, <laughs> so when I would go to fat guy store here, the real life one, the the in-store brand was Harbor Bay. Which all right, that at least sounded like me and Judge Smales are going out on a schooner, right? That's fine. I, you couldn't fool me. If you, if you told me that Harbor Bay was the body of water at the country club where Judge Smales got run over by Rodney Dangerfield's fucking giant yacht, I would agree with you. You, you could not get it past me. Um, Harbor Bay at least sounds like boats or like you're, you're I don't know, the, there's white caps. I don't fucking know. But at least they couch it. I go to this website. And I'm looking for shirts. And again, everything's got a dog on it. Or uh, or there's like polos with with uh, pockets, which are awful. Or they got button shirts with, with short sleeves. I mean, just every pocket protector, ridiculous fucking revenge of the nerds, bullshit, unbelievable, poindexter. Not, and I'm like, why would you dress a fat guy in this? Why would you ever trick him into wearing this? Or or it's just, or something with stripes. Look, I again, I like color. That's that's my curse. As a fat guy, I can't do it. I'm gonna have to live in black for the rest of the year, probably into next year too. You gotta live in black. I can pull off a brown, uh, but the thing is, man, as as when you just you can't be buying color. I like burgundy. I like red. I like a teal. I'd like to wear maybe a pattern, a stripe, a check. I would like that. I do have fashion sense, but I can't do it now as a fat guy. Because if I wear stripes now, then then I just look like a fucking zebra, like and like the full size guy. You know what I mean? Coming at you, just hiding off in the fucking in the woods. I look like a convict from an old timey cartoon who's just crazy fat. I mean, it's awful. Um. So I I just uh, I go through and I'm looking, and so there's all these shirts with again stripes and fucking bad logos and and dogs. But then I finally find these shirts that look good. I'm like, all right, these are fine. These are just T-shirts. I just buy these pocket tees because that's all I need. Again, I'm not going on stage anytime fucking soon. I'm barely leaving the house anytime fucking soon. So I saw these shirts and they had pocket tees. And I'm like, all right, I can make this work. This is fine. 
And of course I go and I'm like, I'm looking at the sizes and they've got, you know, five XL tall and fucking all this shit. And I'm like, I'm not swimming in a fucking shirt. I know the size I need. I see that they carry it. Some of the colors they didn't have it. Cause I did want, I did want to get a couple of color shirts. I did thinking that eventually, you know, once I do fucking run the weight off, I'll have some color to wear, but I just, but also I was like, you know what? I got to buy like six black shirts, two Brown shirts. Just, just do this dude. But here's my favorite part. Again, at least at the fat guy house, it was like Harbor Bay, <laughs> which is fine. But you know what these shirts, you know what the brand on these shirts that I bought was? <laughs> Fucking just block letters. King size. <laughs> like they can't even like because they want you to buy like the stupid dog shirt or whatever the fuck. You can fool yourself. You're like, oh, I'm a look, I'm a human being. I can wear patterns. But if you're just buying straight up prison issue black industrial moomenshants motherfucking t-shirts as a fat guy they want to remind you every step of the way why you're here and what you're worth and so their brand name in giant bucket letters king size so i come to you today from the desk wearing one of my king size shirts (laughs) i love that they have to twist the fucking knife uh, but they also need to realize that I, I'm, I'm encased in so much fucking fat. You're not going to reach any vital organs with the knife unless it's nine inches. You better get a you better get a fucking Rambo hunting knife if you hope to pierce anything that I need. Otherwise, you're just sawing off fat. I can let you have. Uh, so let me explain the cough. I wanted you to hear the cough, and I wanted you to hear the fucking like uh, uh, the catch in my throat. And like I said, my voice is a little rough too. So during the time of the germ, you know, I got this headache and I'm not feeling good and I'm wondering, all right, do I got to go get a fucking test? Cause I haven't been tested for the vid. I mean, I, I just, I just haven't. I mean, I, cause I, who the fuck am I seeing again? I go, I go buy ham and I come home. It's not like I'm getting, I'm not getting any gas. I'm not doing any of that bullshit. I'll go get Chinese food. I'll get a pizza. I'll get ham. And I come back to my house. Um, so I, I, I was like, I don't need a test, but I, but part of me is curious and wants to get the test. Cause then you can see that thing. Like you might've had it before. Cause remember when I got sick, I was pretty sick in, in February. I think it was, uh, early in February. And, uh, but wasn't it not here yet? It was still in a bat, right? I, I don't know what happened. Um, regardless, I, I still want to do it just for my own peace of mind, but also that means, you know what? I don't want to put on socks. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Cause quarantine has sapped me of any of my fucking wants, anything I want to, you know, I, I would tell you, I'll tell you this, man. Like you would always, I would always read about people that would get so depressed. They're like, Oh, they don't even shower. They don't even want to eat or whatever. And they don't even want to jerk off. Like they lose all that. And I'm like, dude, that's never going to fucking happen to me. And, uh, and though I, it hasn't happened to me that way, like I still shower every day and, and uh, take care of business every day, it's still this thing where in your brain you kind of go, eh, what's the point? What's the point of this? What's the point of me cleaning the pipes, man? Uh, what's, what's the point of me putting a sock on? I don't even fucking know going out to the store because, again, I, I go to the store and I, I, in the beginning, I made it like interesting. I was like, I'll start to buy some stuff that's different stuff. I haven't bought in forever. So I started buying like breakfast waffles and shit. And, and I'm like, all right, this will be fun. And oh, I'll buy these things and, and uh, cucumbers. And then I'll cut those up and it'll be a delight. 
But now I've fallen into a rut where I just, I go to the store now. I'm like, all right, I gotta get some cucumbers. I gotta get some ham. I gotta get some breakfast uh, waffles, frozen waffles. So now I'm, I'm even the thrill of buying weird food that I hadn't really ever bought has, has gone out the fucking window. So now I'm buying dark fucking potato chips on Amazon or ordering some other flavors or whatever the fuck. Um, and I look, I, I certainly retail therapy is going to fucking make do for everybody. You can go ahead and find a way to dive into something. Cause like, I, I'm not joking. Like in my head, I was like, I, cause I have the TV I have, I bought in like 2010. So I'm like, you know what? I should get a TV. Maybe I'll just get a new TV. So then I Googled new TV and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I can actually swing this. But then I'm like, I don't ever watch TV. What the fuck? And I don't, I don't have cable. I don't have fucking any of that. And I, I watch anything I watch. I watch on my computers. So there's no point in getting a TV. Really? Uh, I, I, but it's that thing where in your head, you're like, I don't know. Should I just get a fucking TV? Like part of me wants to get an overstuffed sectional with an autumn, with a fucking chase lounge attached, like an ottoman at chase lounge. I'm like, oh, man, I should get a fucking deep overstuffed couch because, you know, who used to have one Maki. Oh, God, I would go to Maki's house and it was dangerous to sit down on the couch because I'd be out. Like, I mean, I'd I'd be fucking out. I would crash out on her couch and wake up, watch a movie, crash out again um, because it was so comfortable. And it was this thing where, like, I could sit on her couch and my feet wouldn't touch the ground. And again, I'm six, two. So it was like my feet are dangling like fucking Lily Tomlin in a sketch. And I'm like, oh, falling asleep. So part of me is like, dude, because there's nothing because now football season's here. Okay. And you know what I love? I love watching the Bears in the early game. And then the rest of the day, the fucking one o'clock games, you just listen to them while you doze. You just fucking sleep, preferably with like a fucking pot roast in the oven or in a crock pot. So your whole house smells. It just makes me think of family. It makes me think of growing up and just because Sunday dinner and all that bullshit. And yes. All my memories are tied around food. That's why the shirt I'm wearing is King's Eyes. Uh, but but I so then I was like, what if I got a fucking awesome couch? Oh my god, because I lo- look, I love sleeping on a couch. So what if I got myself a big overstuffed fucking couch, crashed out, and just noodled around and dozed while I listened to fucking football? There's some fucking meatballs in the crock pot. Woke up and might have eaten that. Oh my god, dude, I was so excited. But then I'm like. I Googled like overstuffed couches to see how much they are. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, you don't need a fucking couch. I got a couch. I got a couch right now. I got a couch. I got two fucking chairs. I got a bed. I got a, I got two desks. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I got an office chair courtesy of Van Zill, the princess. I don't, I don't need, I don't need anything. And part of me thinks, you know, again, cause we just still don't know what the fuck's going to happen with this goddamn thing. So we got to batten down the goddamn hatches and any, dollar one that you have, you should probably hold on to just in fucking case. I don't know. You just, you just wind up bored, not knowing what the fuck to do. And I understand you've got kids or you've been, maybe you're going back to work. You know, obviously you're not bored and our lives are all different. And I'm not trying to be like, Oh, I'm captain privilege. And you know what? I'm so sad. And nobody gives a fuck. I get it. I'm just, I'm just saying that we're all kind of in the same boat and I'm, I'm, the things that I would normally use to medicate, like I said, like retail therapy or food or any of that stuff is just food's the only one left. You know what I mean? Believe me, I would throw myself into some fucking if I if I I'd said this before on a show, like if, if it was uh, any chance to do to eat anything besides food, I would to to you know what I'm talking about. Um yeah. So, so now I, like I said, I don't know if I should go get tested because I got this fucking stomach or not the, the fucking chest and everything. Uh, 
But then this week, I think it was Tuesday, I opened up my front door when I woke up in the morning. I opened up the front door and uh, and I finally realized why I'm all fucked up, why my, why my, my chest is fucked up and everything. And I, I guess I never thought of it. But I uh, I opened the door and it was the first day. And I and I talked about this last week where you look up and there's no sky and everything's gone and all this stuff. But I, I opened up the door and it was the first day that smoke came in my house and I could see it. Like, I mean, I'm existing in smoke. You know, everything smells like a fireplace. You go outside and the sky, you can't see blue. You don't see clouds. You, don't, you barely see the sun. You have to strain to find it. It's this orange ball in the sky. And, uh, and everything else is smoke. And it was this thing where it was like invisible. Now I'd look at my phone. It would say unhealthy air quality for sensitive breathers or whatever the fuck or smoke or anything every single day and night. Because I'm sure you've seen the West Coast is, is covered. I have friends in Oregon and, and people who listen to the show in Washington and, and, and we're all completely covered and they're starting, look, they're starting to, the ash, I think hit Kansas, like smoke is blowing all over the fucking nation because this entire coast is on fire. And when I opened the door on Tuesday and smoke actually came in the house that I saw that I physically saw in my brain, I made the connection. I was like, holy fuck. That's why my throat is raw all the time. That's why I'm coughing constantly. That's why I fucking, I, I've got gunk in my lungs and in my fucking throat that I, I cough up every single morning when I wake up. Cause again, I, you know, when I go to bed, I brush my teeth and I'd use fucking mouthwash and stuff and I crash. So my mouth is minty fresh, but I wake up in the morning and it, it tastes like a fucking log. You know what I mean? It just tastes like I licked a fucking fireplace poker. And I just thought, man, is my mouth dry? Like what the fuck is happening? My lips are all fucking chapped in the corners. To where I, and I and I wear Carmex to bed. Brace yourselves. I put Carmex on my lips when I sleep, and I still wake up with fucking chapped and cracked lips because it's so fucking dry here. Because the smoke is just overpowering everything, and and that's what's in my chest. That's what's in my fucking throat. And and I and look, I told you this isn't this isn't me bitching and being like boo hoo. The fires are affecting me, but I'm gonna say this. Uh, Boo-hoo, the fires are affecting me. What the fuck, man? How dare you? Why the fuck are the fires affecting me? They shouldn't be doing this. Go somewhere else. I live in a city, fires. You're not supposed to be here. Go burn the fucking woods. And I know you're burning the fucking woods, but stay in the fucking woods. Keep your smoke. Keep your bullshit. That's a, the, the fire is the woods problem. Yes, a rabbit died. I'm sure a rabbit died. But you know what? The rabbit shouldn't have chosen to live in the fucking woods. Tell the rabbit to get a fucking apartment and he'd be, he'd be not hassled by the goddamn fire. That's how it look. If you choose to live in the fucking woods, I got terrible news for you. Fire's coming. It's coming for you. It's going to take you the fuck out. Crunchy leaves and branches do not a fucking healthy house make. That's not, didn't you read the three little pigs? There's a fucking wolf and he's fucking blowing your house in. Well, now there's a fire and it's going to burn the fuck out of everything. And hey, if there's a rabbit and he gets burned up, I'm sorry about that. But then more rabbits will come along and somebody will eat his skeleton and that's fine. Because that's the circle of fucking life. That's what you did if you chose to live in the forest. I, however, not being a Unabomber or a fucking rabbit, said I'm going to go live in a city. And there's concrete and asphalt and fucking drywall and everything's fine. And I shouldn't be getting affected by these goddamn fires. You fucking animals. What is wrong with you? How, how fucking dare you? And I know you're going to be like, oh, well, it was you guys who set the fire with your climate warming. You know what, rabbits? What are you doing to fix climate warming? Step the fuck off. You fucking leapus. 
You want to go ahead and give us your fucking findings? I want to see that. I want to have a goddamn meeting where they bring up these dudes from the fucking CDC and the who and everybody. And they're talking about the fucking pandemic. They're like, hey, we got some climate experts here. Let's bring in George. Oh, George. What's George? George is a fucking lepus. He's a goddamn rabbit with a manila folder. He's going to tell us how to save the fucking universe because he lives in the woods and doesn't want his bullshit to burn down anymore. Fucking George, get on it, man. Go ahead and have a fucking meeting. I I read Animal Farm. You guys should have a fucking chat. I saw Charlotte's Web. Have that spider fucking write climate change in her fucking web and maybe somebody will do something about it. She wrote that some pig and Wilbur's on the fucking Donahue show. Have her write some bullshit in the fucking web about climate change and maybe we save this fucking place and then maybe your skeleton doesn't get eaten by your fucking brother. You ever think about that? But now my throat's all fucked up because you motherfuckers can't handle your goddamn fucking high. Fucking rabbits. I blame you. That's right. And I know there's deers and fucking elk and whatever the fuck out there and birds in the trees and shit. Yes, I know. Oh, dude, have you seen this story where all the birds are fucking dying? Birds are just falling out of the sky dead. We're dead, right? We're finished. This whole thing, this experiment is fucking over. What do we do? Do we live underground? I'll tell you what we do. You know what? I got a fucking group on. This is completely true. I got a fucking group on the other day and it offered me. This is fucking, I like... I don't, I don't, look, I just talked about not making indulgent purchases. How does Groupon still exist? All Groupon is, is indulgent purchases. Like you're sitting in your house, you're like, holy fuck, man. I hope I can make rent next month. And then you get an email from Groupon and they're like, hey, man, how about half off bowling? What do you mean bowling? There's no bowling alley open. Hey, check out these dresses. Don't you want them? Well, no, not really. What if we told you they were 50% off? No, I'm trying to survive. I'm trying to buy food. Oh, you want food? Well, what about this? Here it is. $5 off at the Cheesecake Factory. Well, I, first of all, five bucks at the Cheesecake Factory, that doesn't even get you the fucking complimentary ice water and bread. That doesn't matter. Bring it a Groupon. Print it out. Buy it now. Why does Groupon still exist? Well, here's why. They finally pivoted. They realized they're sending these people this bullshit that they don't need. And they said, you know what? This world's ending. We got to fucking get in front of this. I'm sure there was some board meeting where the fucking Steve Groupon is like, all right, fuck this, man. Nobody's buying any of this bullshit. Nobody wants to go to the arcade. Nobody's getting their nails done. Nobody's getting a fucking Brazilian wax. Who the fuck do they have to impress during quarantine? Let's figure out a way to fucking give them something they can hope about. And then Steve Groupon made a call, pushed a couple of buttons. And sure enough, I get this offer in my fucking email the other day. Do you want to buy an acre on Mars? What the fuck? Are you serious? And I open it up and it literally, it it gives you the deed to an acre on Mars. And I, I don't, I don't know what kind of special snake oil grifting Wizard of Oz bullshit motherfucker thought that up. But the people have to be buying it, right? Don't people have to be buying it if you're offering it, if you're selling it? Because, look, you know, my buddy Mike Siegel does a great bit about that naming a star bullshit. They used to do that stuff, right? Mike did a great joke on it. But an acre on Mars, because now, you know what you're doing with an acre on Mars? That's not, because naming a star, you're just like, oh. But an acre on Mars, you know what you're doing? You're not just selling an acre on Mars. Take a look around. Everything's on fire. Fucknecks ruining the country. People in the street are fighting. There's a rebellion, an act of rebellion in place right now every single day. You're not just selling an acre on Mars. Steve Groupon is selling hope. He's trying to tell you that if all the shit hits the fan here, you'll always have Mars. He's, he's, it's like the end of Casablanca. He's going to put you on that plane and send you off to fucking Mars. 
And if it means that he's got to bleed you dry now with whatever you're saving from the government and their pittance that they sent you to go ahead and try to pilot you through some of this fucking catastrophe, then he's willing to do it because he's fucking Steve Groupon, man. And he's got a direct line to Mars for you and anybody else you know who wants to pony up the cash and go ahead and start thinking about escaping this fucking rock. You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Instagram and Snapchat. I'm on both of those. My name is Mike40YOB. Uh, Follow me there. That'd be great. I would love to see you. So that's Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, all of these lovely places. Find me everywhere and anywhere. Please make me a part of your life. I will feel so complete. Uh, hey, our friend Ryan Dirks does the web stuff. Find him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. You can, uh, who else? What else is there? There's another gentleman that I was going to talk about. Oh, our good friend, uh, Casey Bills. Casey Bills is a good guy. You can find him. He is off at, uh, well, he's, well, you don't need to find him. I just want to thank him for his YouTube stuff. He doesn't want to be found. That guy was here. He was in, he traveled. He was in Vegas and he was in California. The guy's all over the place. He and the lovely Andrea. Uh, so thank you, Casey, for all of your stuff that you do. And of course, our good friend, uh, David Max Hernandez, he does music. He does artwork for this show, uh, has for quite a long time and I appreciate him for it. He's the best. You can find him at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. He's got a cult. You can join. Did you know that? Yes, he does. It's called, this is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. It's available on Facebook. Now you go ahead and try to join it. And then he'll send you three questions. You answer those in a serious fashion, please. And then you'll be in the cult. And then the next thing you know, you'll be seeing a, uh, a hot-ass lima bean that you want to stick your dick into. Why not? Why not, I say. Uh, so that's uh, Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Go ahead and find him. He's got that club. He's also He also does artwork for you. If you want to hire him to do some artwork, you can go to his, when you become his friend at Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez, you can see the artwork he's done for my page. You can see the stuff he's done for the Westside 86 Jokers page as well. That exists. Go ahead and check that out. It's... Uh, it's just amazing stuff. I don't know how he does it. And he turns it around pretty quick. He's really good at what he does. And I'm honored and happy that he's going ahead and still involved with this show. It makes me, uh, it makes me glad to have him around. So he does the artwork. You can hire him to do anything. He can work in uh, oil painting. He can work. He can do your Facebook caricature. He can paint whatever you want, whenever you want. Go ahead and contact him at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. Now get this. Uh, in addition to all of that stuff, I just told you the man has a podcast. What? Yeah, that's right. He's got a podcast called the Flem cat podcast available in the Apple podcast space, wherever you can find podcasts, you're going to find it. Flem is two words. Well, Flem cat is P H L E G M the Flem cat podcast. And here's what I say. Whenever you're going to title your show, go ahead and find something that's difficult to spell. So nobody can find it. Oh, that's what you want to do. Uh, why don't you name it? The good timey xylophone hour. Why wouldn't you do that? I would, I would have thought about that as a possibility. Uh, the Flem cat podcast is available now, wherever you can get podcasts, uh, this week's episode. Uh, look, first of all, I can tell you this about David. He's your Huckleberry. You know, this, he'll tell you that on his podcast and, and you'll take it to heart and you'll know it and you'll realize it. Uh, you'll get to hear from snaggle. Fuck the weird this week. If you download this week's episode, now, first of all, subscribe the man's done. I think a dozen episodes, possibly 13 could be 14. He might've done a hundred. I don't know. But I know they're all available now, uh, available in the iTunes, uh, Apple podcast space. And uh, if you download them all, listen to all of them, please. Uh, but again, in the most recent episode, like I said, you get a turkey sandwich song. Uh, you'll always hear the Moni Girls. 
You'll find out about packing a coney. I, I look, I don't pretend to know about that kind of filth that has nothing to do with me. Uh, you'll get jokes, songs, jingles, and such. You'll hear about a Wednesday gangster breakfast. Uh, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll hear the phrase that you don't often hear. You know, oftentimes you'll be listening for a podcast and there's things you've never heard before. My show, I like to think that I specialize in that, but, but here's a, here's a, uh, here's a phrase you've probably never heard before. Did I unknowingly bless the grave of Sam Giancana? I think that exists. Uh, you'll hear a big old ass song. You'll hear some talk about Mr. Blonde from, uh, from our fantastic and lovely show, uh, Reservoir Dogs, which we all love. Uh, you'll find out about Squeaky and Sonny and, and Rudy and Turk and Lardo and Al and Rocky and Butch. All those guys are involved. And, uh, yeah, man, you'll hear songs, all sorts of cool ass stuff. It's a, it's, it's a very different show, certainly different from my show and that it's talking and singing and music and jingles. And, uh, it's just great. So go ahead and download the Flemcat podcast. You know, don't even download it, subscribe it, subscribe to it. So then you don't have to worry about the downloading part. And you'll get the Flemcat podcast delivered to your phone or your Zoom or your Pondo or your whatever the fuck every single day. Well, not every single day. It comes out once a week. But still, you'll get it. You'll listen. You'll love it. Uh, and also, he's got a website. Did you know that? He does. You can go ahead and check out his website and see some other artwork that he's done. This man has done artwork. It's all over the place. He's just laying traps for you all over the web. This is a guy just throwing, he's throwing up IEDs anywhere and everywhere. Just don't go and drive your internet caravan directly over the mech's IED and have him fucking blow you to smithereens with genius by going to artbydmh.com. What's that, a website? Yes, it is. It's right there. Go ahead and there and visit it now. A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com. Max? Yes, Mike. Am I vascular and yoked? Yes, Mike. Shall we begin? Yes, Mike. Jokers everywhere gather round. There's a funky new groove going down. There's a man that is going to town. He's banging on a treadmill and he's wired. Make it. 
with a bad arm Who keeps an underpants in a lunchbox I wish I was dead I like to fill my mouth full of grapes I own many jungle cats I never learned to make a grilled cheese I like pancakes on the moon I think we need to get back to sing about Mike I think I heard a noise that I think living on Mars would be terrible. I mean, fuck. I, again, I opened the door and smoke came in my house the other day. Uninvited, by the way. Smoke didn't knock. I didn't answer the door and go, come in, smoke. Smoke just fucking leaped into my abode. Nobody cares for that. Uh, but the problem with living on Mars, in my opinion, uh, again, like I said, uh, it does, it's, it's not that I'm against the idea. I'm, I may be against Groupon. I may be against the idea of Groupon brokering the deal. Uh, but here's the thing that I'll say that I'm really against. Um, if I'm going to buy an acre of Mars on Groupon, that means that when I finally get my shit together, pack up and move to Mars, I'll be living next door to people who bought an acre of Mars on Groupon. That that does not sound like anything that I want in my future at all, quite frankly. I, I, I don't want to be a part of a club that would have me as a member, and I don't want to live in a neighborhood of fucking idiots like me who bought an acre of fucking Mars on Groupon. So uh, no offense. I'm sure you're lovely, and it's a conversation piece you can stick on your fridge as the world ends, and that's fine. Uh, but see, that's the thing is I'm playing, if I'm buying this fucking thing, I'm not going to say, oh no, there's no way. Look at this conversation piece. Fuck that. It's like, if you name a star for me, there better be a fucking house for me on there because shit's going down here in this fucking world and I need to get the fuck out. So if I buy an acre on Mars, you know, maybe I buy uh 40 acres. Let's get 40 acres in a Mars mule. I don't, why don't I do that? I'll buy 40 acres in a goddamn Mars mule and head up there and, and just keep living. I'll McConaughey the shit out of it. Can I be the McConaughey of Mars? All right, all right, all right. Just keep living up there on the red planet in a neighborhood of a bunch of... And it'll just be... 
Again, people buying stuff, discount fucking McDonald's. I can't do it. I can't. I'm out. You know what? You can buy your acres on Groupon. I'm going to find a, a reputable Marzian who will send something. Any Martian out there who wants to sell me some property, just skip it. I'm going to jump into the fucking front of the line. Fuck Groupon. I want to buy. I want to buy from a true Martian. Someone who's got the lay of the land. Nobody from fucking Groupon's been up there on Mars. They got a telescope. They're like, hey, look at this planet. Let's sell it. Fuck you, man. You don't have the rights. And also, that's another thing. They haven't been up there. They didn't call anybody. There's no phone service to Mars. You're looking through a telescope. And you're just like, there's a big red dot. Let's sell it, which is fine. But what if you sell me something and then I get up there and I'm like at fucking Mars Main Street and there's already fucking some dude there with four eyes. He's like, I live here. Fuck off. No, I don't know what Groupon is. Take off. Uh, And then I'm homeless. I don't look. I can be homeless in America or homeless in this fucking world. I can be homeless on Earth. Don't make me homeless on Mars. That's the thing is they just want to get in your pockets. And what's the currency in Mars anyway? Then I get up there. I don't have any Mars dollars if I wind up on the street. And I'm sure my squeegee skills won't help me because it's a dry planet. There's no rain on Mars. This has not been a well-thought-out plan. I'm going to tell you what. I'm I'm taking the Groupon people to task. Fuck off, man. How dare you just train a telescope into the sky? That's like saying, hey, who wants to buy a fucking anchor of the sun? I do. And I just go out and yell at people, don't tan. I own that. The sun is mine, geniuses. Uh, it's a terrible thing. All right. Uh, we have sponsors for this show although i don't know if my rant against uh buying mars on groupon will have anything to do with that who knows sponsors can pull out they it's you know the world's an imperfect place screws fall out sponsors bail it can happen but for now with this microphone open as i sit here and i talk into it right now uh, as god is my witness in 2020 on september 18th friday morning it's still kind of dark outside I, i i still have a sponsor and it's the Paranoid Strain Podcast. What it is, that's right, the Paranoid Strain Podcast steps up to the plate and sponsors this show because they want me to tell you all about their show and how amazing it is, how you can get it right now in the Apple Podcast space. You can download it. Go ahead and subscribe. That's the thing. you got to subscribe to the show. Don't, get, don't go a one-off. Download all of them. There's so much great content that you probably haven't even heard yet, for fuck's sake. But also, they've just put out new content. What? Yes. Uh, I will tell you, this is part two. So go back to listen to the the last one. Listen to the last two episodes back to back. Because what he did is he's going to record like this fucking eight hour opus, but he's breaking it up in chunks. So this is chunk two. And there's nothing wrong with listening to chunk two, uh, which, by the way, if you, that's that's actually who is in the Goonies two on Earth two is chunk two. And he's doing the truffling and perhaps the shuffling. I've never seen the Goonies. I literally just know all those references just from people talking about it. Isn't Short Round in it? I think I talked about the Goonies on here before. I hate it. Stupid. Why aren't those kids dead? That seems aggressive. Why aren't they just... I make a living. That's fine. Go be Chunk. Just don't be that freckled kid from the Sandlot. All right. I hate that kid, too. I don't like the Sandlot. I don't like precocious kids. Unless they're getting eaten by a monster clown. Then, then, then I'm on board. I'll watch all your precocious kids get chased by a goddamn monster clown. But I don't know. I don't want your fucking precocious kids hitting fucking home runs. I don't I don't want to see precocious kids who are uh, uh, going at a water park and fighting villains and befriending chunks. Step off, Goonies. Paranoid Strain is an amazing podcast. You can get it right now. You can download it. Why wouldn't you download it? I think you should go ahead and subscribe. That'd be great. This is part two. And you know what they're dealing? Here's what they're dealing with in this part two. And he actually texted me. He's like, I got to warn you. Uh, you know, cause he knows me and I can, I can dive into the morass pretty good and get a little upset about what I'm listening to. And I let it affect me and I don't really let it affect me, but I mean, look, 
This world's a fucking coin flip, right? I just talked about fleeing to Mars, for fuck's sakes. You know where my head's at. Uh, and listen to my throat. Listen to what this planet has done to my throat. I got a chest full of gunk courtesy of this fucking planet. Fucking rabbits and bullshit. Put out some flames and fires, goddammit. I can't even see this. I look at a map of my fucking world. I can't even see my coast. It's buried under billowy clouds courtesy of fucking some arsonist rabbit. <clears throat> my throat's all fucked up. All right, here's the deal. Paranoid Strain Podcast. Uh, what are they dealing with in this part two? Uh, well, they're dealing with, uh, well, let's just fucking say it. I can't sugarcoat it. Uh, they're dealing with the peculiar institution of slavery. That's right. It was called the peculiar institution of, uh, not of slavery. Slavery was called the peculiar institution. That's what I learned from this show. Uh, fuck yards. Damn it. I, I learned that, uh, it, the people who, uh, who wanted to keep slavery were called the planter class. And that their their whole business was built on slaves' backs. Uh, they refer to the South as the former Confederacy. Yeah, I, I would absolutely put uh, quotation marks around former because, come on, man. We know what they're fucking doing. Uh, if you want to hear about early American stupidity, this is the episode to listen to. If you want to take the elevator to hell. And I didn't even know there was an elevator to hell. But apparently there's some dude who's going to get on the elevator to hell. You'll find out about that in this episode. Uh... You'll, if, you, if you've been waiting to hear about uh, Herbert Apthecker, this is the episode. I know you've been listening to this fucking thing. You know what? How, how long ago did you subscribe? Probably episode one, right? That's how long I've been in business with the Fearful Jesuit. Whom you can write, by the way. Did you want to write him an email? You can. I'm sorry. I'm fighting off yawns. Uh, here's his email address. Strain at gmail.com. Strain at gmail.com. He has a Facebook page. I don't think he has his fancy own name for it yet, but uh, just put in the paranoid strain on Facebook, search it, and then you can become a, a fan or a member of his page and you'll know when all this stuff is coming out. Why wouldn't you? You know who else does it? Herbert Aptheker. Herbert Aptheker did that. He went ahead and became a guy. Uh, so, so write him a note and tell him how much you love the show. Go to the, the iTunes store and leave a fucking review talking about how great it is. And if you can mention me in any of that, like on when you're reviewing the show, just go, you know what? I learned about this from Mike Schmidt his, and, and his sponsorship thereof. Uh, and also write him a note and go, thank you for sponsoring Mike's show. It led me to find out your show is a great show. And I love listening to it. Uh, and, he, you know, he goes into a description about Nat Turner, who I'm not going to lie to you, sounds like a very interesting guy. Uh, Nat Turner was responsible for they murdered like 60 people and then but also he thought he was bringing Jesus back it's like right, look I didn't know any of this I got to read a Nat Turner book I got to catch up on my Nat Turner I knew who Nat Turner was uh, but I didn't know he was kind of batshit uh, until I listened to it here um, I learned about Lou Cheney from Cheneyville and now you're thinking of way who's Lou, Lou Cheney are you talking about Lon Cheney no 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 we're talking about Lou Cheney from Cheneyville uh, I learned the term extrajudicial executions, and I learned that may or may not refer to lynching because they didn't want to call it lynching in a court of law, so they called it extrajudicial executions. Uh, I learned that the reason that they made slaves three-fifths of a person, these were all machinations to get seats in the House of Representatives so the South would not be overwhelmed by the North when it came to political representation. Now, they didn't let black people vote. However, they did count them, but only three-fifths of a person. And it still kept their population enough where they could go ahead and get uh, uh, representatives and senators and all that kind of stuff. Uh, well, two senators. Everybody gets two senators, but it was a way to get representatives. Uh, I, here's this phrase. I, heard, I learned this phrase, a wretched calculus of urban unfreedom. Look at that. 
That's a nice turn of phrase. A wretched calculus of urban unfreedom. Uh, I learned this phrase, kissed a sacred book. There was somebody who had to kiss a sacred book as they were swearing rituals about murdering people. And uh, but it may, have been, may or may not have been a rumor that they kissed the sacred book. But just the very fact that that was something that sealed the deal. Everybody's like, oh, they were planning and plotting and partying and getting drunk. And then and then what? And then and then what? And then they kissed the sacred book. <gasps> Throw them in the clink. Everybody believed it. Once you said they kissed the sacred book, they were all under suspicion. Uh, I also learned this phrase, 16-year-old Irish servant girl. Well, I'll tell you what, that, that's a phrase I need to investigate a little more. No. I'm sure no good things were happening to her back then. I'd like to protect her, please, from any of the fucking fates that were fucking befalling her. Enslaved. Look, if they weren't good to slaves, how good do you think they were to 16-year-old Irish servant girls? That fucking poor woman. I, now I want to time travel back. I don't even want to kill Hitler. I want to save 16-year-old Irish servant girl from her fucking horrible life that she had to live from these idiots who tried to blame the slaves for everything. Good Christ. Look, if you want to know about a wretched calculus of urban unfreedom, if you want to learn about early American stupidity, if you want to learn about the Masons, well, that's the next episode. But if you want to, if you want to find out that people were getting freaked out about the Masons, uh, our boy Nat, our boy Lou, uh, and it, it, here's a fun thing that happened too, uh, as he's describing the show, cause I'm plugging his podcast right now. Correct. But within the body of this show, uh, Jesuit plugs a podcast that isn't mine. He plugs a different podcast and says, it's amazing. People should listen to it. So now he's got you listening to his show. And then he plugs another show while I'm plugging his goddamn show. Fucking what a circle jerk, right? Look at all of us in a daisy chain, just blowing one another. I'm getting, I'm getting spit ghosted by fucking paranoid, strained, fearful Jesuit and his new fucking crush podcast. Uh, download this. Subscribe to it, please. The Paranoid Strain podcast available now in the iTunes store, the Apple podcast space, wherever you get fantastic and wonderful and lovely uh, podcasts. Go ahead and download it. Write him a note. Leave a review. Tell him you love it. Learn about Nat Turner. And, uh, and that's important. You got to learn about Nat Turner. Nat's our guy. Well, I don't know if I want to call him our guy, but, uh, Nat's a guy who got things done. I'll tell you that when I was hearing about him. Uh, but you'll learn all of this in this week's show and it's bite size. It's like I said, it's part two of a, of a, of a greater whole. It's just one square of the quilt, but you got to listen to it and listen to fucking Dana unicorn and our boy, uh, fearful Jesuit tearing it apart on the paranoid strain podcast available now, wherever finer podcasts are sold, pick it up. Uh, you know, I'm on cameo, right? Did you know this? I'm on cameo. You can go ahead and pull that uh, out of your ass. And I will say this. Let me, let me tell you this. Certainly, you know, there's plugs and I'm going to have fun talking about plugs. Well, you know what? I'll tell you this. Uh, I have a, I have a plug to tell you about, you know, how usually at the end of the show, I talk and then I get out of here and I fade out. I'm going to say this to you. Please stick around because there's something I have to talk about at the end of the show. And I hope you'll listen to it. Uh, I was going to do it in the body of the show. And then the next thing you know, there's a rabbit getting a skeleton eaten and who knows what the fuck's going on. So, um, but I have an announcement to make and uh, I'll announce it here at the end and I got to figure out a better place to put this. Um, but this week we'll put it uh, after, after the other plugs. Oh my God. So many plugs. I'm on cameo. Why don't you hire me? I can, you know what? I'll tell you what, if you promise to hire me for a cameo, I will call you and tell you my announcement. You don't have to stick around now. I'll tell you what, if you can leave right now, if you hire me for a cameo to call you or leave a video message telling you my announcement, I give you the permission to leave 
right now. Take a hall pass, go outside, have a smoke, hit the head, whatever you need to do. Go to the bubbler, choke down some water that somebody no doubt spit in. Please, whatever you need to do with your time, I will give you a free pass to get out of here if you promise to hire me for a cameo to tell you what my big announcement is. It's not a big announcement. It's just an announcement. But it is... uh, it's going to be different. And I, I and honestly, I probably should have covered this in the beginning because I don't know how it's going to work. I'll, fuck, I can't get, I'll tell you in a minute. All right, here's the thing. Uh, hire me for Cameo. I can do phone calls, right? I can call you. Now, I just heard that uh, uh, a good friend of mine is not only doing Cameos, but he's also doing like uh, Zoom calls through Cameo. And so I don't even think I can be hired for that. Maybe. I don't know. I think it's more money. But uh, But you can spend 10 minutes with me on a Zoom. Or I get, or I can, uh, I, but I don't think that's a thing yet. Maybe I got to check in with my Zoom rep or my my my. I actually have a cameo rep. I've never spoken to them. I think she sent me a text once. She's like, "Let me know what you need," and I'm like, "I need people to book me. What the fuck? Do you, what else do I need? You gonna move me to the front page in front of every real housewife of the earth? Not gonna happen. Uh, I'm no YouTube star. I'm no backup clipper. Uh, but I am on cameo." And I'm there if you need me to do anything. It's it, Look, it's kids are getting back to school. If you want me to tell kids to pay attention in your Zoom class, if you want me to tell kids to uh, to just quit school because nothing matters anymore, Metallica taught us that nothing else matters. So just go ahead, drop out, hit the drugs, just have fun. So what it's about, just be happy. There's not jobs left anymore. What are you going to do? All, the only job left is TikTok star. And I think that's going away because Trump can't make any fucking money off of that. Bill Gates was going to buy it. Now it looked like fucking the dude from Oracle or whatever the fuck was going to buy it. Larry, whatever the fuck. And, uh, and by now, but then Trump wanted a cut and he can't get a cut. Do you remember when this fucking country cared about shit? And I, I know, look, I'm old and I'm a fucking comedian and nobody cares. But when I, I heard this stuff where it's like, he's trying to sell TikTok to the dude from Oracle. Cause this guy then hosts a fundraiser for him. And then the treasury is going to get a cut of it, but then they're, they're telling them, no, man, it's not how it works. But they tell to tell Trump. So now they've called off the sale. Like the guy can't buy it. Like, like Trump thinks companies that are in this, in this fucking country have to pay what tribute to the treasury. I don't even fucking know. Like this is the kind of shit because again, he fucks up all the time. Like every day he does a terrible thing. He always does something stupid or something shitty or, or it comes out that, you know, he, he called a maid the N-word in 1977. I mean, whatever the fuck. He's just a bad dude, right? We get this. And you can't shame him. You're never going to trick him with shaming him or anything. So you got to threaten his money or I, I don't know how you do it. But again, this is the kind of shit. Like if Jimmy Carter did this, like if Jimmy Carter said, yeah, no, um, we're going to have Exxon sold, but then the Treasury is going to get a cut of it. and I'm going to get a skim off the top. People would be like, fuck you, peanut farmer. You're going to jail. Honestly, any of them. They and and I, I even if 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 Obama did any of this, Obama he once didn't he have like ketchup on a hot dog once and everybody lost their fucking minds. He was shooting baskets and like looked healthy and everybody's like oh whatever and his his wife wanted people to have fruit with lunch and people are like throw them in jail and and but now this fuckhead is like three fingers deep in an infant and he's like oops I tripped and everybody's like yay that's okay this baby's been touched by a president fuck off man. How do you guys back this fuck head up? It doesn't. That's that's the thing. He's terrible. Again, I think Biden's terrible, too. I don't I think he's a he's a barely sentient grandfather clock that we're throwing into a war. He can't fucking win. He has to hope he's going to run out the clock and somehow people hate the other guy more. Because, again, I you know, they're talking about debates. These two fucking idiots. You ever hear him talk? Both of them. 
I mean, Trump's talking in circles. Biden's talking in rhombuses. The two of them got a mouthful of soup. That's all it is. They're both just like fucking inches away from drooling on their fucking ties. Both of them. They're all Adderall out of their fucking mind. And I think, but the difference is I, I, you know, Biden seems like a good man, even though he's made a bunch of fucking mistakes and stuff. But at the same time, he does seem a little addled, but who cares? I would vote for the adult fucking guy anytime. You could run a fucking pine cone if it wasn't racist, and I'd vote for it against this fuckhead. President Pinecone, 2024. Jesus fuck. Who is undecided? This guy commits a weird fucking crime every day, and then everybody goes, oh, well, whatever. Or the people in his regime ignore subpoenas and laugh, and everybody goes, oh, you jerks. It's fucking stupid. Like, because they're not even cool. Like if they were cool and got away with shit, you'd be like, all right, well, that's like the cool high school kids. They're just fucking bullies with money. And it's, it's depressing because they've somehow convinced all the freshmen that they're cool just because they're older and they keep giving you swirlies and shoving you in fucking lockers every chance they fucking get. And you, you just say, yeah, thank you, sir. May I have another fuck me, man. Aren't you just exhausted? That's the thing. I'm just fucking exhausted. I don't, I don't even, it's not even about policy and shit anymore. It's just like enough is enough with all the garbage that won't fucking stop. And then they get away with it. That's the, that's the worst part. The fucking brazenness that they get away with it. And the, and the worst part is then like 20 people come in and cluck cluck and explain why he didn't mean it or he was joking or he did mean it and who cares. And, and every one of these assholes for what? So they can so they can get judges who put this country back in the 50s. I don't know. I know I'm ranting and I don't mean to because this is the wrong spot for it. But Jesus Christ, I don't I don't get it. That's the thing. I'm I'm endlessly gobsmacked by the by the bottomless fucking stupidity that we have in this country. He he alone. He's dumb. He's a fucking idiot. But he can appeal to baser instincts and P.T. Barnum the shit out of it and people still want it. They see him as some fucking hero and I don't fucking get it. And, but the same thing with fucking Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris gets off the fucking plane the other day wearing Chuck Taylors and everybody's like, squee, Stan queen. We see you in your Chucks. Like, what the fuck does that have to do with the fucking negotiations with Poland? Who the fuck cares? Chuck Taylors. Why are you voting? What the, that, that's your deal. Now look, at, at least it's on the right side. You're voting for the right people, boy. Cause it's shoes. She got off a plane wearing Tim's the other day and they're like, and someone was like, this is not a drill. This is not a drill. Kamala Harris is wearing Tim's y'all. And I'm like, I don't so fucking what? So what? Quit pretending like these people are cool or your friends or, or they should just be doing policy. You should hate them. Like literally it doesn't, whether it's the fucking Republicans or Democrats, you should be voting for necessary evils who will enact laws that allow you to live the life you think you want to live. You don't want to vote for somebody because they wear cool ties, do you? This is when they brought in that whole, hey, I want to have a beer with this guy bullshit. I don't want to have a beer with you. Go work on policy, you fuck. I want to watch hockey and not with you. What am I going to be in some stuffy room while you choke down a couple of beers and almost die on a pretzel, you fuck? I don't fuck you, George Bush, Dick Cheney. These are people you want to like and hang out with. It's like when I see people chant for Scalia or whatever the fuck. Dude, that guy was a pig. Scalia was a fucking monster. But it's the same way on either side of the fucking aisle. It's like, you know, you'll then then Democrats will tweet something like Chuck Schumer is a is a fucking nightmare. Chuck Schumer is Eeyore from fucking Winnie the Pooh. 
just that just that fucking heavy lidded uh, uh oh man he just drives me out of my fucking skull you know actually you know what chuck schumer snuffleupagus hey bird we don't think the republicans should be acting this way bird just these deliberate ways of speaking and nancy pelosi say pelosi's like you should all eat cake and i mean she got a i just i just i always see these people go viral from their car seat yelling and 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 i i i'm shocked by it because i'm like all right yes everybody's yelling the same shit everybody's on the same side but there is part of me that like thinks that there there should be some voice that galvanizes the fucking democratic side of it all, or or not even fuck you, not even the democratic side galvanizes the people who aren't being heard. Someone who speaks, you know, and not the fucking Lorax, none of that bullshit, but there are people out there who they, they have to see this and, and neither candidate speaks to them. You know what I mean? And they, they, they thought Bernie was their guy, but then Bernie gets fucking kneecapped on super Tuesday. And then he just falls right in line and, and endorses Biden's. These people feel left behind and, and, but it's about rage. There should be someone out there who articulates the rage that is simmering. I mean, we had to hear, you know, yes, white supremacists and no masks and whatever the fuck. And I'm not, I'm not saying everybody with no masks is a white supremacist, but I'm saying that, that there are white supremacists, their rage is being heard and people with no masks, they're shouting and their rage is being heard. But, but, the people for some reason who wear masks are being painted as pussies and the people who go to protest police brutality are being rabble rousers or there's that. And it's like, I, they're, it's all going to fucking blow up, but there should be a voice who speaks to the rage. It's like, you know, because when you're watching Biden and when Biden is like, well, I tell you what, no malarkey, this fella, he seems to be uh, Oh, I don't know. He's a, he's a touch out of line. Don't you think it's like, Quit talking like the fucking Pepperidge Farm cookie truck driver from the commercials. Don't you wish Biden would just go, hey, you know what? Fuck this guy. This guy is a dumb fuck and he's ruining everything. And what the fuck are we going to do about it? We got to get him out. And and because, you know, Trump wants to talk like that and say that shit. But half the time he also says dumb shit. He'll retweet stuff like he retweeted. There was a there was a meme of Biden listening to fucking Despacito on his phone. Good. That was a solid move, too, by the way. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. But then somebody dubbed in fuck the police. And then Trump retweeted. It. He's like, I don't understand this. What's this all about? And uh, I mean, did you not think something that was going to happen? That's what I mean is then and then everybody's like outraged. Oh, I can't believe the, the president would retweet something like this. What the fuck? What do you mean you can't believe it? I, I can't believe the president hasn't punched his wife in front of the press corps yet. He's a fucking bad guy. That's who he is. Who is ever shocked by any sort of bottom that guy would ever show? He's never going to hit the fucking ground. He's never going to hit bottom. Everything he's going to do is go lower and fucking lower, and you should never be surprised by it. He's a fucking terrible guy. The problem is the other side is all like, oh, I can't believe him. He's doing all these terrible things. Yes. So you know what? Bare knuckle the shit out of this fuckhead. You want you want to get working people to care for you and, and think that what you're saying, then, then articulate their rage. Show them you understand. Oh, and also, you know, maybe some fucking Medicare for all would be pretty good. Healthcare. That'd be a nice, solid start. <laughs> you fucks. Oh, my chest is full of soot. I, I come to you as a man with a chest full of soot 
and tell you, why don't you articulate the rage of people who don't feel they're being spoken for? They're not represented. When you take him seriously, when you hem and haw and you fawn over the things that I can't believe he would do that. What the fuck? Of course he did it. He's a racist fucking real estate clown who inherited all his money from his dad, has never had a bad day in his life. His, his life has been fucking pussy and cheeseburgers and found money. And, and everybody lets him just fucking trip along his merry way with his dick hanging out of his pants and just nobody fucking calls him on it. He had that town hall this week and people started to fucking ask him questions and he gets haughty and pissed because anybody would bother to question him because the guy truly thinks he's fucking American royalty. Fuck that guy. He is, he is a six foot tall, 340 pound pile of loose change held together by spray tan. That guy is fucking cheap. And I don't mean cheap like he won't pay for anything. I mean cheap just like made in a fucking sweatshop and ready to fall apart if anybody would stand up to his bullshit. But instead, we're going to get point of parliamentary procedure and a lot of fucking ridiculous. Well, I cite clause four of the Dakota conventions. Shut the fuck up. Just look at this idiot and go, you're a fucking liar. You have done nothing in your life that was good for anyone but yourself. You have ruined this country to the eye. I mean, there was a lot going on underneath the surface before you got here, but all you've done is tear off the scab and it's been bleeding since you fucking got in office. Now, Biden's not going to stop the fucking bleeding, but he's the best fucking choice we got at this fucking point. Just because, again, again, I'm not even the Biden guy. Like I said, I wanted different people, whatever the fuck, but I'll vote for Biden because, look, I just, I, at this point, I just want Trump to take the fucking L, right? I just want him once to feel the pain, the sting of loss in his fucking life. And he won't care because he's a narcissist. He won't give a flying fuck because he's going to say he didn't really lose. He's going to make up some bullshit lies. He's going to say whatever the fuck. And then again, like I said, I will never be free of him the rest of my life. I will have to hear his name, whether it's on television whether he, he, people who support him, that he will be discussed even when he dies, all of it. Because then, then they're going to be like, should we have an open state funeral? What's going to happen? What about his public library? You know, that guy's he's, he's part of the fabric of this nation. In fact, he's probably a very solid, maybe the most, the closest representation we've had to, to America in a long time. Just kind of a fucking fat lazy tripping through life but uh, you know he's he's the got the golden spoon fuck so you know hire me for cameo and i'll do that kind of thing <laughs> want me to articulate your rage to chuck schumer then fucking hire me for cameo i'll happily dial somebody up and tell them whatever the fuck you got you got a guy who supports fucking biden in your family you want to cuss him out hire me you want to you got somebody who likes fuck neck i'll let them have it Cause I'll tell you what, again, even if he fucking loses in 2020, his kids running in 2024. And I don't know if it'll be Ivanka or the fucking, or the dummy, you know what I mean? It'll be one of them. They'll run, but I guarantee you one of them will be a Senator in the next two years. We're never getting rid of them there. It's like the Clintons. They're never going anywhere. 
periodically now I get to see Hillary stop up and go, you know, I told you guys, and you, you did, you did, you did, and it didn't go well, and it sucks, and and look, I thought you should have been president, but you know what? I underestimated how much people fucking hate you, which makes no fucking sense to me, but but on, on the other hand, you know what? You were vilified fucking forever, so it makes sense that there are people who grew up hating you and were never going to fucking vote for you. Enough with the ruling classes in America the fucking Bushes and the Clintons and the fucking that's why people are like oh Michelle Obama should run for Senate and all that no 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 let's fucking let's produce somebody else let's give AOC a shot let's have some fucking young people who who genuinely want to make this country not even great at this point pull it out of the fucking tailspin just try to make sure that this fucking country doesn't plummet into the ocean from a fucking high altitude i mean jesus christ can't you see i'm in a state that's on fire i got a chest that feels like a fucking fireplace and i and i'm i'm hiding in my house imagine the people living in the fucking street and also i'm in la i'm 30 miles from the closest fire imagine people were right there whose fucking homes have been consumed i think my friend jesse lost his cabin it's a fucking nightmare they gotta they gotta take climate change seriously there's all sorts of bullshit people gotta go ahead and look at and fix and realize and I haven't even talked about the fucking pandemic that's ramaging the fucking goddamned country. Jesus, fuck. Will somebody please articulate our rage? Somebody. No more snark. No more fucking arched eyebrow bullshit. We need some two-fisted meathead to just be like, this is fucking awful. Everything's awful and it won't be fixed. Eddie Pepitone, probably he could do it. But Eddie also, Eddie, Eddie suffers from the same disease that Dave has, where he just thinks it's all over, too. I mean, I don't know how much hope Eddie has. I haven't talked to him in a while. But, I mean, you know, just, just you know, because we can all be wry. We can all be sarcastic and, and fiddle while it's all burning the fuck down and make fun of it. But at the same fucking time, instead, why don't, why don't we get, why don't we just get fucking really angry? Wouldn't that be great? So hire me for Cameo. <laughs> I'm out there. Why wouldn't you? Uh, I'm on Cameo. Uh, hire me. It's 20 bucks. What the fuck? What are you doing with 20 bucks besides nothing? Keep me alive. Uh, I have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Go ahead and check it out now. That's right. Right now. I'll wait. Uh, it's available. It's got the, uh, the 12 years of this podcast. It's got uh, some old stand-up. Perhaps it'll have me eating a weird candy bar at some point. Who knows? If I, I just got to figure out the camera. <laughs> isn't that terrible like i said you need to have a producer uh I'm, I'm supposed to figure out the camera to shoot youtube videos and yet i have the crunchiest clown nose you've ever seen in your life youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy check me out there go look at the stuff it's pretty damn cool man uh, also twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy i mentioned that earlier i'm on there streaming stuff all the time playing games i was playing some weird uh game yesterday called rain swept with uh boogie down weird legs this dude who walked strange He's a detective trying to solve a mystery. We did Trailer Park. Uh, also on Thursday, we watched a bunch of fucking trailers of karate movies. It was fun. I love doing that. We have fun. We joke. Uh, so come to twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. Follow and subscribe to the channel. You'll know what I'm on. You can come and visit it. And then you'll actually be able to see me talking instead of just hearing me right into your goddamn fucking ears. Uh, wouldn't you want to see my lips flapping? Don't you want to see my uh, 
if I take a shower just before the stream, my slicked back mobster hair, or if I take a shower a couple hours before the stream, I let it dry and then I put my stuff in, my poofy bouffant hair, which one do you want? You want slicked up mobster? You want poofy bouffant? By the way, Poofy Buffon was a slicked up mobster. I don't know if you're aware of that. Poofy Buffon fought the fucking Spalatro brothers in a fucking fight at the International Amphitheater in Chicago. That's right. These two mob fights. Poofy Buffon against the Spalatro brothers. Tony the Ant. Uh, all right. Here's the deal. Like I said, Cameo, I'm there. YouTube, I'm there. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy, certainly. Uh, and if you want to help the show financially, and why wouldn't you? Uh, there's, well, there's ways to do it. If you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, I have a website. There you go, MikeSchmidtComedy.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you're going to see a little Schmitty. He's got his pocket out. It says donate. If you click on that, you can make a PayPal donation, which will be either a, a recurring donation or a one-time donation. However you want to handle it is fine with me. I appreciate you thinking of the show and helping us out. Uh, and you know who did that this week? Our good friend Kjo. That's right. Catherine Sweeby in Montreal covered in smoked meat and quilting supplies. She thought to herself, I'm going to go ahead and help Mike Schmidt's show. And I can't thank her enough. I love her. I'm a huge fan. Uh, I spoke at her wedding. I was lucky to do that for her and Matt. And, uh, and I met her when I was in, uh, in Toronto. That was totally fun. She came to my first show that I, well, the only show really that I did there. Well, I did shows in other places, but I did a show at comedy bar in 2012. She was there. Uh, but thank you so much, K Joe, for going ahead and helping us out. You're the best for thinking of me and thinking of the channel. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Uh, and you can do that too. MikeSchmidtComedy.com, upper right hand corner. There's a little guy, a little Schmitty. Pocket out, click on him and make some donations. That'd be pretty cool. Also, Patreon exists. Patreon.com. Uh, just Google Mike Schmidt Patreon, but I think it's Patreon.com slash uh, Mike40YOB, I believe. It might be Patreon.com slash the 40 year old boy. Let's settle that right now. Why don't I go ahead and look at it? Shouldn't I, if I'm asking you for money, shouldn't I tell you exactly what the address is? Patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. That's 40YOB. Wait a minute. I have two notifications. Let's see what they are. Uh, Oh, I'm losing people. Good Lord. All right. That's not good. Uh, In September, I've now lost three people. And I did get a message. I'll tell you, Nicholas, uh, I got your message. Thank you. I haven't answered your email yet, but thank you so much for reaching out and telling me what was up. Uh, but I've had two other people go ahead and delete. So thank you. You're very nice. And thank you guys for deleting. Uh, I'm sorry for uh, being members as long as you were. But now, hey, look, folks, there's openings right now. If you go to uh, patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B, you become a Patreon patron. And help out this show, because as I've said before, if there's any time to help out the show, this is it. Why not step up? So uh, do that and do it. And I appreciate it very much. And uh, that brings me to uh, this announcement. Well, before I do that real quick, let me tell you, uh, you can still find me. I was on the Rock Solid podcast last week. And I was on Chris Mancini's What Are You Watching podcast. Those are available right now wherever you can get podcasts. I was in the rock solid episode, Earth, Water, Air, and Fire. It's an hour and 15 minutes with Murray Valeriano. It's two hours and 15 minutes with me. Uh, It's a great show. It's three hours and 30 minutes with your good friend, Pat Francis. Check it out. It's a really good show, and I had a lot of fun. And What Are You Watching with Chris Mancini was fun. We talked about what we were watching for the... uh, for the quarantine and stuff, both available in the Apple podcast space or wherever you get your podcasts. What are you watching with Chris Mancini? Uh, rock solid earth, water, air, fire. That episode, I'm on there chatting with Pat and uh, those are available now. Go pick those up. So let's get to this uh, announcement and let's talk. Let's let's have a chat. You and I, um, you know, I've been doing this a long time. I've been uh, I was I've been pi- a podcaster for just about 13 years. 
uh, a one year with Never Not Funny with Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. And then I took a year off. Uh, it was more sort of a forced retirement. I was fired from said show, but that's fine. Look, that's all water under whatever bridge we're building. Um, and then I started my own show because people were very nice and wrote me notes and said, you should. And then our friend Eric said, hey, you know what? Um, I'll come over and do all the work. So Eric was the producer for the first seven episodes. Lily uh, showed up and she was a producer for seven years after that, I believe. Um, and now here we are and it's me pushing buttons. Actually, she might've been here nine years. Jesus Christ. Cause I've been doing this a long time. Like I said, a year with never not funny. And now 12 years, this is episode 48, I believe, uh, of year 12. And there's been a mantra that I've always had that I've always said. Um, and that mantra is keep it indie with Mike Schmidt. Podcast networks sprung up all over the place. People were linking arms. People were just, uh, kind of aligning themselves and looking out for one another and making deals. And uh, certainly Earwolf did great work. Um, there've been also all things comedy. The guys at all things comedy did great stuff. And my friends, you know, they were, their shows were scooped up. Now I will tell you this. I always say, keep it indie with Mike Schmidt. Uh, because you know, it's not like anybody was really beating down my door with an offer. Okay. I'll, I won't lie to you. Nobody came to me and said, Hey, we need to scoop you up. We definitely need this show in our family. Um, you know, Jesse Thorne does maximum fun. Like all, all, all the people I know who were in networks or ran networks were very cordial and very nice and supportive of the show. Uh, but I never received an offer to join any, any sort of network. Uh, and that was why it was easy for me to say, keep it indie with Mike Schmidt, because also I, uh, <laughs> I didn't get in this to have a boss. This is the one thing that I own that I will always own. That is mine. That's why I just did a fucking whatever the fuck five minute rant about politics in the middle of the plugs. I, I I will always maintain my own creative control over this show because it is fucking mine. It's the one thing I have. Even if I work at networks, whatever shows I wind up doing, this show is mine. And by proxy, this show is yours. Uh, because you've supported for so long, because you support financially at the Patreon, at PayPal. Um, you've bought merch, you've bought tickets to come see me and meet me in the past. You support on Twitch and I can't thank you enough for all of the support that you've given this show over the years, because as an independent show, I'm incredibly reliant on you and also sponsors that I've had in the past. You know, fearful Jesuit has been a sponsor for quite a while now. Um, I've had sponsors in the past. I had, I had a sponsor last a week. I've had sponsors who, uh, who really didn't care that I was sponsoring. They just wanted to help the show. So they went ahead and gave me money and said, look, you can do whatever the fuck you want with this copy. And that's how we got from a guy who made computer fucking, I don't know, motherboards. And instead I turned it into he had cum troughs running under all of the adult bookstores in the United States, whatever. And he laughed, thankfully. Uh, some people haven't. Some people didn't exactly like how I portrayed them when they tried to sponsor. Um, but it was always my decision to make. To be able to go, you know what? fuck this and just send somebody back their money. If they squeal, if they were squeaky about it, I didn't, I, it's, it's my fucking show. And so when I say, keep it indie with Mike Schmidt, that's what I mean. I mean, I will always maintain control and, and of the content. Um, everything you hear that comes out of my mouth comes out of my mouth because I want it to come out of my mouth. But we have, uh, we live in interesting times. And, um, 
you know, having done this for 12 years and I, I look, you've heard me joke before that uh, I'm, I'm just waiting to sell out uh, if, if only the opportunity would arise. Well, I haven't completely sold out just yet, but um, and, and I, I don't know what this is going to mean going forward, but uh, I've accepted an offer to be involved in a I don't think they're calling it a network. I think it's a co-op is what they're the, the term that they're using. Um, my my podcast is hosted by Art 19, which uh, they're making quite a few inroads into into a lot of development stuff, a lot of podcast stuff, um, both on the technical side. But now they've branched out into the content side and they've decided to form um in, with Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap at Never Not Funny, um, Matt is you know Matt is a an in, integral part of uh, of Art Nineteen. So I don't know if this was his baby or if they came to him with it or whatever. Um, but I've joined in uh, a co op with Art Nineteen, and uh, it's called the Misfit Toys Co op, and it's five shows for now. Um, it might be other shows going forward. Uh, and it's, it's, it's me, it's Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap at never not funny. It's Doug Benson, my friend, Doug at Doug loves movies. It's, uh, Todd glass and the Todd glass show. And, uh, my friend, Jen Kirkman and, uh, her, her show, which has been, it's gone through several different name changes. I think it's now no fun with Jen Kirkman. Uh, and the five of us are the the vanguard, the fledgling group, the uh, you might want to call us the Avengers because we're going to go out for shawarma together. I'm sure of Art 19's content shop being launched. So it's me, Jimmy and Matt at Never Not Funny, Doug at Doug Loves Movies, Jen Kirkman at No Fun with Jen Kirkman and uh, Todd at the Todd Glass Show. And what does this mean for you? Well, it means ads. Uh, not just, you know, fearful Jesuit, who's a, a lovely fellow. Um, but there are going to be ads in this show now going forward. There might even have been ads in this show this week. I, I don't know. We had a meeting, uh, this week I've, I've had two, well, three separate meetings now, <laughs> which is new. And I, I know you're thinking, Mike, you didn't wear any socks to these meetings. No, I'm at home. I'm on the fucking zoom. Of course I didn't wear any socks. Um, but this, I mean, this was an idea that was brought to me, uh, I, I think in January, um, maybe even December, I think it might've been December. It was around Christmas early or early in December. It was a, an idea that was brought to me and, and if I would be interested and if it was going to go ahead, would I be on board? And I said, yeah, um, I asked a bunch of questions to try to figure out what it meant for you guys, because I, and look. I will say this because this this is true. Uh, I I I feel a little weird. I'm going to sip some water. Hold on. In that you guys are such a big part of this show, and for 12 years I've said keep it indie with Mike Schmidt, keep it indie with Mike Schmidt, and uh, and you have, and we've been in this together. You know, like I said, I've reached out to you guys. You've always been very supportive. I mean, you've you've there's been. A couple of different GoFundMe's. There's been a GoFundMe for Lily. Uh, there's a Kickstarter that we funded, and I went on tour. I was actually looking to doing that again this year to go on tour, and then everything went to hell. 
um, and you've never hesitated to support me or help me reach whatever financial goals I have. Uh, and so I felt weird about accepting this without being able to talk to you guys about it. Cause that was the thing, you know, this wasn't a public announcement. This wasn't common knowledge. And so when I took meetings on it, I, I, I would have loved to have been able to come to you guys and seen what you thought because you've supported the show for so long. I don't want you to be upset because there's ads. I don't want you to go, oh, well, Jesus Christ, I, uh, we were supposed to keep it indie for 12 years. and Now you're going back on that. I hope you don't feel that way. I, I truly hope you understand that this is and, and I think you do because you're all very kind and you want this show to be heard by more people. You've wanted it to grow for so long. I think there's a lot of people out there who are like, you, you feel like I'm your secret. And and I am, probably. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a strange thing to have been doing this for so long and to not be known for it. I mean, I, you know, I have numbers, but not like the numbers these guys get. I mean, I'm, of the people in this co-op so far, I'm... You know, I'm I'm number five of five, but I'm happy about that. I don't mind because what I have here is is what we have here is crazy special. You know, I I try to tell people I go, look, I, I have a small but rabid fucking audience that has supported me through and basically is on board with not just a show. You're on board with me because I am this show. You're on board with my life. You were here through through the the dissol- dissolution of my marriage. You were here when I picked up the pieces with uh, with an ex, and, and then she became that, and everything kind of went fucking upside down. You were here through all of it. It's it's like a book you can't put down because you can't wait to see what's going to happen next. Now, did the germ fuck things up? Yeah, I, I, there's not a whole lot happening. I won't I'll, I won't lie about that, but but still, you're here. Still, you reach out, still you support, still financially you listen, you give. And again, without you guys, I don't even get considered for this fucking thing. So blame yourselves, I guess, is what I'm fucking saying. Uh, I hope you recognize that the reason this is a good move is because it will grow the show. I hope I'm I'm hope because we're all going to, you know, you hear me saying this now. And if you listen to Jen, she's going to be promoting me. And promoting Doug, I'm promoting Todd. Todd's promoting Jimmy. Uh, we're the five fingers in a goddamn misfit toy's fist, and we're here to tell you about fucking podcasts. Doug loves movies. If you don't know about it, you should. It's a movie trivia game show. Uh, it's and it's got Doug Benson at the helm. It's been going fucking forever, and it's really good. Still getting better. Uh, I have not been on, but hopefully now I will. It's funny. Doug sent a note. He's like, you've all done this. And I want to write him back and go, you know, Doug, actually I haven't. And I'm sure Doug will be very kind and have me on. Uh, Todd glass is a fucking genius. This is a guy who, before I was even doing comedy, I saw Todd glass and Pam Madison at the Santa Monica improv. And he was fucking hysterical then. And he's still unbelievably funny now. And, uh, and Todd's show, he'll have guests recently with the quarantine stuff. He's done some solo shows. And uh, and and he, he'll have Rory Scovel, all, all of his, all of his incredibly funny comedy contacts and people that have chemistry with him do the show. Uh, you can go subscribe to that now. Go subscribe to Doug Loves Movies. And of course, no fun with Jen Kirkman. Uh, her show is I, I, I'll, I'll, look, I'll be honest with you. When we had the meeting, uh, I didn't realize that Jen's show is a lot like mine. In that it's a stream of consciousness monologue and she just talks. 
Uh, it's different because I think she breathes during her show. And I think she may uh, she may get into getting giving advice to listeners and things like that. But uh, but it's it's a stream of consciousness monologue that she, uh, you know, she she's just she's just done really good work. And, and she's someone that she's a name, you know, absolutely. There's no doubt. And uh, and I'm I'm fucking jazzed to be associated with these people. I, it's, it's insane. And of course, Never Not Funny is, as you know, how I feel is the gold standard of comedy podcasting. It's it's Jimmy and a guest and Matt. And then he's got Elliot and Garen doing the big heavy lifting. And it's just it's 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 what this medium is supposed to be. So you can subscribe to Doug Loves Movies. You can subscribe to, to No Fun with Jen Kirkman. You can subscribe to the Todd Glass Show, available in all your uh, podcast spaces. Never not funny. You can subscribe to financially if you get your finances in order. Um, I'm not sure if they do a free show a week still. They might. And then they have the special show that you can subscribe and get. Um, but again, man, I am, I am incredibly honored to be, to be asked to be involved in this. And I can only hope that, again, I should have checked with you guys. I know that feels strange. I hope you don't get upset. There will be ads. There will be ads inserted in the show, and I have no say where they're going to go. I think I'm going to get copy to read. Uh, I will do my best to to be me. And and, uh, uh, I don't think I have to behave. They didn't say anything like that to me because I asked. And uh, they said, well, you know, of course, that's up to each individual sponsor. And I... um, if I'm in this with four other shows, I, I can't fuck things up by being, you know, that I, I have to get the idea of what I can and can't do. Uh, the content of the show will never change. It's me, but reading ads, you know, if I got to do a straight ad read for you guys, uh, I hope you can get through it and I, and we'll all be fine. Uh, and I, I hope, you understand that this is an important move for the show. Keep it indie with Mike Schmidt is, uh, is the spirit that will still remain alive. Certainly with the content, but my affiliation with art 19 and, uh, the misfit toys co-op. It's about time. I need to grow this show. I need more people to listen. And if Jen can get people to tune in and someone likes me, that'd be great. If Todd can fucking swing in or even have me on his show, if Doug will have me on Doug Loves Movies, if this leads to more opportunities for me to grow this show, that's good for me. That's good for us. You've been here for 12 years. And uh, I've always said to you, man, if you're listening, I'm talking. Always. Forever. Uh, I just... I just need to be able to say that to more people going forward. And I can't thank you enough because again, if you guys don't keep this fucking show alive for 12 years with me, because again, there's so many podcasts. There's so many choices. There's so many people who do this for a year and then quit or start a show for six weeks and bail. And, and, uh, and certainly during quarantine, we've had some issues with getting on time, uh, getting on Thursday where this comes out on Friday morning and, and you're very nice and indulging me. Um, one of the reasons last week I said, no, no more. We're being on Thursdays is because I have to tell these guys when I'm on because I have to give them a day to promote. They have to know when I'm going to be on. So now I'm beholden. Uh, I can't just kick a can down the road because, you know, I've, I, 
I have people I'm responsible for and I have people I'm responsible to. And you guys have always been very kind to indulge me and understand, but I need to be better. And, and now, uh, you know, (laughs) I need to be better in a way that, uh, that helps financially reward the show because they've got to insert ads. They've got to do this. They got to get me copy. They got to be able to tell people and count on me. I need to count on me. You need to count on me. So stepped on our dick this week. We're out on a Friday rather than a Thursday, but next week, Thursday and going forward Thursday and every week, Thursday and um, every week, the same show. You're just going to hear, uh, I don't know, somebody selling a book. Who the fuck knows? I don't even know. I don't know if they're going to target ads. I, I, that's all still in, in, you know me. I just talk. I asked questions about what I can and can't do regarding sponsors. I asked what, what they expected out of my content. They said absolutely nothing. Do what you do, and that's all I needed to hear. Everything else is, is fucking gravy. If they've got to slide some ads in, they got to slide some ads in. I don't know if they'll kick the show off with them. I don't know if they'll close the show with them. I don't know if they'll be in the middle because I'll tell you what, I would not want to be the fucking guy who's got to figure out where to place his ad in my fucking show because I don't breathe the entire fucking time. But you know what? If that means one more dude at the ad agency has to listen to it, that's fine. That's one more audience member who gets to listen to me and go, holy fuck, that guy is the fucking talent. And... uh And that exists because of you guys. I've talked for years and years and years, and you've been here from the beginning, and you'll be here until the end, and you're here now for this is a good thing. I hope you see it that way. Like I said, I kind of wish I could have consulted you guys and asked what you thought, but, but it wasn't that kind of announcement. I did what I thought was best for the show, and I think you guys have always wanted what is best for the show. So hopefully a couple of ads won't freak you out and send you running in the other direction. But uh, but this doesn't happen without you guys. Thank you. And uh, and let's show some more people that I'm the fucking talent. Let's get them in here. Cause I'll t- and this was the show, right? This was the show to get them on board with me talking about a rabbit eating another rabbit skeleton, whatever the fuck, and me talking about <laughs> fucking Kamala Harris and her timber. Oh, that's what you want. You know what? I'll bet these advertisers were like, hey, I sure hope you guys talk politics. Wouldn't that be the best? Oh, my God. Do me a favor. Be as divisive as you possibly can. Is there any way you can go ahead and try to split the room and have these people hate you and these other people hate you? Could you be hated by everyone? And just at the apex of that hate, just when everybody's writing you off and thinking to themselves, you know what? This is the fucking guy that we hate more than anybody in the goddamn world. Could you just whisper our company name? That's what you need to do right when they hate you more than they've ever hated anything in their entire lives. When the white hot heat of their hate is coming directly through the computer screen. Could you just lean forward into that microphone that's got a crunchy clown nose on it and whisper our name just so they will always associate our company's name with the heat and the hate that they felt in that fucking moment as you fucking ran them off the fucking road with your bullshit political opinions that nobody cares about. Comedy Joe. Why are we sponsoring you, man? We could have sponsored anybody who didn't have a fucking opinion, but no, we got to jump on board with you who wants to talk about articulating everybody's fucking rage. And now you're going to whistle our fucking name. If there's anything alive
fight more than me It's people who like me I love me But if you love me I love you Cause you know why We both love me How great am I Let's talk about that for a while And by a while I mean forever Podcast! Podcast. Podcast.